You're going to get used to wearing them chains after a while, Luke. But you never stop listening to them clinking. Because they're going to remind you of what I've been saying. For your own good. I wish you'd stop being so good to me, Captain. Don't you ever talk that way to me. Never! Never! What we've got here is failure to communicate. Some men you just can't reach. So you get what we had here last week, which is the way he wants it. Well, he gets And welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that does I think this is in the tin. It's best film ever. My name's Ian. I'm Liam. And I'm Ethan. And that's it today for now. For now. Ooh. I am told Georgia is will be making an appearance. Ooh. In person here, so yes. Uh, busy people. Busy I think people are gonna think that we really have just run off both of the female. <laughs> Hosts. <laughs> we have. George is like, I'm with this for the long haul. And she was never seen again. <laughs> How are we doing, boys? We all right? Yeah, we're good. I'm tired. Good. Me too. It's getting dark early. That makes you more tired, doesn't it? It does. It's yeah. me. Seasonal effectiveness and all that stuff. Yeah. It was still bright outside. I think I'd feel different about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to get my winter stamina back. Mm-hmm. Don't have it. Me either. I had a Don't point know. where I was like, oh, I'm really tired. What's the time? And then there's like yesterday I was like, oh, it's it's half seven. That's not right. No, it's not right. I'm going to get a drink. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that. Uh, we are here today to talk about episode number 92. 92. Ooh. Ever closer to 100. That's the way numbers work, yes. <laughs> cool hand, Luke. Cool. Oh, love this Brought one. to us by Liam's pick. Yep. Yeah, so uh, we can talk in a minute about who's seen it and whatnot, but first let's talk about, let's go around the world for a moment, shall we? So we charted this week in America, America. in Canada, Canada. in Australia, uh, in Sweden, in Norway, Ireland, Denmark, Netherlands, in New Zealand, thanks Ethan, in South Africa, Portugal, Singapore, Finland, Malaysia, the Czech Republic, Nigeria. We were, oh, let's have a look here. We we're number 48 here at home. We were number, and that's Great Britain in case anybody's listening new to the pod. <laughs> here in your accent. <laughs> number, exactly, I thought I should probably clarify that. No, we had three very different accents here. I should oh, yeah, classify. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number 28 in South Korea. Number 14 in Brazil. Wow. I think Ooh. that's a new pause market. Ooh. I think, I think. Uh, number 50 in Switzerland, number 37 in Saudi Arabia, number 41 in the Philippines, number 15 in Kenya, 27 in Pakistan, 16 in Uganda, and number three, thanks for leaving the light on, in Sierra Leone. Hey, I'll take number three. Yeah. Yeah. Tell you what people are taking, uh, that thing you do. Yeah. Still all right, yeah. It's a good little movie. Wasn't sure how that was going to go, because it is like this, it's got like a high, for a Tom Hanks movie, there's a lot of people who are like, oh, there's another one. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, you should see this one. For the podcast car, low, 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 low. I think he said he didn't see it. I'm like, how have you not seen this one? This is a great one. You should have yeah. seen this. So go see this. I'll tell you what did really, really well was the mail call. Woo! I think that's because hey. of the questions. Uh, the mail call went on a run last night. Like, you wouldn't believe. Like, it's probably like our third or fourth best day one ever. Really? Yeah. That wow. good. 
Yeah, yeah, I really did straight day before last, but yeah, yeah, I really couldn't. I just suddenly just started moving. I'm like, whoa. So yeah, there's like Lord of the Rings number one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know what number two is, but it's like number three or number four all time as far as first days. So I was like, wow, wow, it's really good. Yeah, considering we were just kind of just answering some questions. Yeah, it's all right. People are interested in us. So yeah, if it's your first episode, this one, or if it's your hundred and fifty seventh, I think, some of the piece of content we have out there. Thanks so much. Um, Some things to promo as well. Uh, We've got BFE mail call four is now up for grabs. Do we know it's Christmas? (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna call oh, I that. Love that. <laughs> Christmas. I love that. So uh, let's let's try and go Christmas themed because we're gonna do that one in December. Yeah. So so some Christmas themed yeah, kind yeah, of Christmas. You know, like, what was your best Christmas present? What's the best? You know, what's your worst Christmas present? What's Christmas dinner <laughs> like at yours? Like, I think Christmas is this just because of the fact that every culture takes it and each family does it just a little bit different. It's just ripe mm-hmm. for, 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 for questions about that sort of thing. The, the movies you associate with Christmas, even though they're not independence day for me is a Christmas film because I remember watching it the first time on Christmas day because uh, we bought, yeah, 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 yeah. we bought it. So those big Hollywood blockbusters of that era are all laced with Christmas nostalgia for me. So there we go. Uh, also, we got Quiz Night Four: A New Hope because not, not because da- not because Danny from uh, It's a Musical has lost his crown. <laughs> that's not the, that's not the New Hope. But no, we're looking for someone to take on uh, Kevin from the podcast that wouldn't die, and so we're looking for maybe four new contestants. But if we fail to find four new contestants, then I've got a waiting list from whom we will draw at random uh, yeah. the names that are necessary. I've currently got three people total. So I need two more, two more contestants. And we're doing that sometime in November. I've got the exact date when we're recording. It's a Saturday. It's around 4 p.m. Our time, 11 a.m. Eastern time, 8 a.m. Pacific time. Yes, so good at this. If that sounds like something you're up for, uh, give us a shout. Give us a shout. It can't be worse than the person who went, best actor? I've got it. I'll start with the easy one, Heath Ledger. <laughs> and I have to go, no, Kirsty, my sister. That's incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> also, we've given you an extension. One more week, Masters of Disguise, because we always release it the last Friday of the month. We do. I realized, oh, it was five Fridays in the month. Okay. So it can oh, go later. So I've got mine in there. You got you were the first. I don't even have my list done yet. Well, I've got mine. I tell you what, it's a really disparate group, man. It's it's, it's a it's a wide canvas. People can paint on this it one. It is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm still thinking about mine and sort of taking people's little notes and going, okay, maybe I want to think about that. maybe I want to think about that. Some oh, really some really weird ones. I'm like, with you, I might I might change a few things. You've got you've got time. You know, yeah, you've got time. Mine is so weird. So I'm like, is it costumes or do I just use personas? Oh no, what what counts I, anymore? I predict that we will go through like our like we'll sit around and we'll start picking up movies. So we'll, yeah. Oh, I wish I. Oh, yeah, yeah. I wish I. <laughs> That's oh, gonna happen and, a lot. I know. And the list is final. I think we start those mics. It's 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 in, it's in the can. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, uh, so some reflections and corrections from last week. Bit distorted last week on the, on the, ever so slightly. Ever, no one, no one commented, no one complained. God bless you. Yeah, but I go you. back and listen to these, and I listen to these not because I'm an egomaniac, but I go back and listen to them to go, how did, how we do, how did it come off? You're a perfectionist. You, you need to learn. Yeah, and it's, yeah. it, it's, it's like a, it's like a football player who doesn't study tape or something like that mm-hmm. and going, you know, how do you get better? So I was listening to it going, how did it feel? And, uh, yeah, the sound quality wasn't what I think we usually, Try, try to bring it was just a little bit a little little distorty so sorry about that we'll we, yeah. we, we caught we caught that and i know how to make sure it doesn't happen again this week he said now if it's distorted as i say this <laughs> I mean, i'll be in the car going what do i have to do <laughs> but i saw pretty quickly when i came home and opened the file and oh i did that okay fair enough um, so yeah so, 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 so i know how to fix it uh one more here it's been a while since i've done this but there's a mistake i think i'm 
Uh, I think this one's on me. Really? Yeah, I think so. We were talking about, I think it was Mean Girls. Someone yeah. brought this up a while ago, and whoever it was, sorry about this. Um, I should have brought it up last week. And I think I said that, uh, I did say that Evan Rachel Wood was up for the role of Katie, I think it was. Yep, or it yep. might have been Regina George, but she was up for one of the main roles in the movie. Yep. I didn't say which one it was or something or other, right? And uh, I kind of went, Oh, I said, you know, yeah, she's in, uh, she's in, she's all that. I love she's all that. Oh, great movie and guilty pleasure and all that stuff. And someone went, that's Rachel Lee Cook. That is Rachel Lee Cook. Yeah. So Evan Rachel Wood, Evan Rachel Wood is Westworld. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now you guys are like Westworld at the time. No one was like, oh, you made a mistake there. I've never seen Westworld. I was there. But she's all that. Oh, you were there for Mean Girls? Okay. She's all that. I know it's Rachel Wood. Yeah, Rachel Lee, Rachel Lee No, no, Rachel Lee, Lee Cook. Cook. You just said Rachel Wood, which Rachel. would be Evan Rachel Wood, which is the... There we go. There's a mistake <laughs> I just made. <laughs> Rachel Lee Cook, yeah. This is, this is what they call re- reflexive when we draw attention <laughs> to our construct as a media product. Um, so there we go. That's about it, though. I mean, as far as if that's the big reflections and corrections, I'm okay yeah, with that. that's not bad. Yeah. So um, time for some shout-outs, I think. Let's start off with Reverend Bruce. Hallelujah. Uh, he really wants us to do Eyes Wide Shut. Oh my guy. Come on. <laughs> it doesn't follow our rules. He's like, well, if I can make it fit in a sermon, I'm like, I hear you. <laughs> You've got the rules for what makes your sermons. We got the rules for what makes the pod. And if we it do. doesn't hit 8.0 or if it doesn't hit 85, it doesn't qualify if we if it's so i mean we did a we we talked about it on both the real round tables for nicole and tom we did yep and if it if we do if it's something like if stanley kubrick's 100th birthday happens or whatever you know it's the 35th anniversary or 25th one of those nice numbers Mm -hmm. or for some reason they make eyes wide shut too (laughs) eyes shut tighter (laughs) (laughs) that's brilliant then we'll go back and we'll we'll look at the first one Or somebody might bring it to the table as a wild card. Somebody could bring it to the table as a wild card. That is it. that is an option. It is an option. I can't see it happening. I don't <laughs> see me doing it. Or me. You know what the one thing we could get away with one year? Go on. It's definitely a Christmas movie. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> it is. God. It's Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> There's a Christmas tree in literally every scene. Now, we'll say, ain't happening this year. I'm not setting this up for a big reveal. <laughs> no. Ain't happening this year. Our eyes are wide open. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 but I could see the, you know, maybe at a future time. Maybe. Or, maybe. You know, got Patreon coming up. We do. We do. Ooh. Although, although, although I, I still want people to follow the rules. So, yeah, I'm not sure if that really follows. So, but there's always a chance. There's always a chance here at the BFE. Yeah, always. But I'm, if seriously, though, Reverend Bruce, if you go listen to the Tom Cruise one, we go into some pretty, it's not a small amount of detail on it. No. No. Go so, listen. <laughs> go listen to that. Um, he said, the movie itself was charming and delightful, not lovely. Not supposed to say that in America. Uh, I remember the Beatles, British Invasion of America as a tiny little kid. My mom loved them. Oh, this is about um, last week's episode. That thing you do reminded me of that and had a motion that what happened if you would swap Jennifer Garner for Liv Tyler in that movie? Mm. I think it's better. Yeah. 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 She probably could have saved the sex appeal. She probably could have saved that. No, but she's got that girl next door thing. You know, she probably could have saved that. You know, shame on me for kissing you with my eyes closed so tight. Yeah, yeah. See, even I shut tighter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, some more shout outs. Malice after midnight for all the love. Juline for the love. And she oh. loves Pride and Prejudice. I love Pride and Prejudice. I still haven't seen it. <laughs> 
there's two versions. The Colin Firth version's way better. Oh, okay. It's like five hours, but it's way better. Five hours. Uh, Russell the Posty for all the love. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, hey Mr. Postman. Mr. Postman. <laughs> Look uh, and see. We Verbal Diorama shouted out and said, she's got that thing you do coming up on the docket herself. Ooh, so we're in good company. Hey. We're in good company. Um, nothing but love for M from Verbal Diorama. If you want someone who looks at the history and legacy of movies and does it by herself, yeah that's amazing it is amazing i I could not do it um (laughs) all the shout outs go check her out she's got a great show uh friend of the podcast dwayne smith Uh, dwayne smith (laughs) i'd like to blame it on lag i think it was just ethan (laughs) yeah just says i may have to employ ian to read everything i write he does it so much better than i can thank you for reading it out and i agree Liv tyler is not a great actor but she's certainly attractive we had that conversation didn't we, we? Did, yeah. yeah yeah i don't know she's not for me when she got all dolled up at the end and she went oh like that was okay but the minute she talks i'm like oh you're not yeah. you're not it's, it's, it's such a she's very unique that way yep um we got josh from your next favorite movie who i got a bone to pick with at the Ooh. end of the episode yep bum, bum, bum. Uh, we got alex from main street finance for all the love the villains demand for the love mountain murders podcast Ooh, that sounds Ooh. interesting both mountainous and murderous yeah yes. that sounds like a i ain't going point. up the mountains yeah. <laughs> like that the sounds ha- murderous to me it's like the hateful eight that does <laughs> Dwayne Smith, who's put his foot in it regarding Casper, and I wish Georgia was here to comment on it. Because we have a vote that we're going to reveal the winner for at the end. Yes. And Casper was getting more votes yeah. than I think he, he expected. And he went, Who the heck is voting Casper? <laughs> I think Georgia's response was, People who enjoy their personalized shout outs. When <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm in trouble again, like aren't I? And I'm just going to say, There's a mistake. <laughs> think yep. A <laughs> little bit. Uh, Cliff Johnson, who wrote, I won tickets to see the premiere of that thing you do before it was released, and to this day, it's one of my favorites. Oh, there we are. Aww. Imagine if you like got like tickets, like, oh, it was an screen movie, and you're like, okay, great. And it's just some, some terrible film. Oh, no. It's like Avengers, but like not like not like Iron Man, but like yeah. that one with Sean Connery where he controls the weather. <laughs> a, yeah, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Or something. No, no, it was called The Avengers. Oh, it's was got it? Ray Fiennes. It's, it's yeah. It's, it was like a 1960s television show here here in the UK. Oh, and they the made Avengers. a thing with it with, yes, with yes, yes. Ray Fiennes, Uma Thurman, and uh, Sean Connery. Oh yes, I do remember. I seem to recall Giant Teddy Bear. Uh-huh. I seem to recall that. I don't remember watching it. <laughs> um, film floggers for the love. Griff for all the love. Uh, Danny and Drew from It's a Musical Podcast for all the love. The Ratchet Book Club. Karen Francis Eng. Do you know this person? Nope. Okay. Says, oh, I'd go back to Live Aid too because then not only could I see it live, although she says she did listen to it on the radio, but she could see her friend, Matthew Seligman, who played with Bowie that day and who we lost to COVID in April 2020. Oh, hang on. What was her name again? Karen Francis Eng. Yes, I do. Okay. Yep, I do. Because, so I was responding, I watched the video, and yeah, yeah, in yeah. two seconds, like, he gets introduced, and he's wearing a shocking blue jumpsuit, this guy. Oh. Um, but she then said she had some sort of a record, and said, if Liam can find this, I'll, I'll, I'll pass the link on to you when we're oh, off air. Okay, yeah, that yeah. sounds good. Hi, uh, Karen, out there. <laughs> uh, speaking of, of new people to give a shout-out to, new listener Yaz, who said, uh, just Ooh. put a, a tweet out saying, I've discovered my new favorite pod. Someone went, who is it? He went, they went at best from other pod. And I Aww. went, can I share this? And they went, absolutely. So thank you, Yaz, yeah. for not thank only you. for not only you know finding a pod that you liked and it being yeah. us, but then telling people about it. Woo! That's the magical number for us. That is for us. Yeah. Find it, share it. Yeah, 
listen to one, tell one. I don't know. Um, the Vern for all the love, a science fiction remnant for all the love. Hermes says, finished the episode up finally and have to say, I must have been raised differently because we always took off our shoes. This was me talking about my shoes coming off in Arizona last week. Yeah, week's. yeah. I, I always took our shoes off in the house and all my friends did as well. I also lived in Arizona at one point. Scorpions inside unattended shoes might have been the only justification for leaving them on, Ooh. but it wouldn't have flown in my mom's house. I don't know what to say. It's just, it was, it was a crazy anecdote that I remembered of his day. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's a Phoenix thing. Must I don't be. know. Maybe. Or maybe, or maybe the people who went to this people's house were just jerks. Yeah. That's <laughs> what it is. <laughs> maybe that's all it was. Uh, shoot the flick for all the love. Oh, so do a parlay hour. Um, Hoover, one person. Juline. 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 Well done, Juline. Ethan, I appreciate you trying, but there was some legitimate lag on that one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I bumped it. Hoover! And, and then, uh, much, much like a Hoover, Ethan, that sucked. Uh, <laughs> oh, well done. And then, I can tell you what didn't suck. Carlo got a sticker. Uh, and sent hey. us some little, any little little message from Liam behind the sticker. There was, yeah. There we go. I didn't see all of it, but I saw you'd written something. It was nice. Oh, it was very, very nice. Glad you got it. So, uh, be like Ashley and Ed. We've already said this, but get your picks in for the real roundtable. Let's talk a little fantasy football, and I want you guys to just grant me a moment oh, here. Okay, I'm not doing so well. I got to talk about this because I've been very big. Yeah, I know. And braggadocious. I know. And just, just let me have. Let me have. Let me have a stage. Let me have a stage here for a minute. Let me have a stage. And I'm, I want to say to Ed, Ed I'm, no. just, I'm just taking a break from this. This isn't about you, it's about Ed. Okay. Because I've been undefeated, and I was like, I'm still second, but, you know, I'm, 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 I'm undefeated. So but that's okay. It's okay if I'm second. Because no one's hung a loss on me yet. You 4-0, aren't you? I was. <laughs> and then I played Ed. And so I got to admit, you know, Ed, Ed beat me, and I sent him a message in the little group chat and said, yeah, congratulations, yeah. You, you, you know, you were in this. And so I talked a lot smack, and so I just want to give my congratulations right now in this forum to absolutely nobody okay oh. i'm number two i was number two when i before i lost i'm still number two after i lost <laughs> i lost and no one got ahead of me in the line the queue starts behind me i will win this thing and i am at the end of the queue <laughs> i am at the back i'm bringing up the cover i will say this much uh i turned on my phone and this guy i picked up in every one of my leagues just got hurt for the game and he's out so Woo! i'm playing liam you might get a win because you're all you were already in the green which means you're outperforming your expectations really so I, i'll bring up wow. it just one second I, i'm in second i'm playing liam in last place knowing my luck you will beat me but you know i'd take that win for the whole season georgia is fifth <laughs> she's playing ed in fourth so he might knock off two of the bfe back to back and then first place ellie is playing ninth place amanda from the sip list who put a hurt on you last week amanda didn't she oh yeah she, did. she beat you she, she you were supposed to beat her according to the yeah. projections What's that all and about? The, well i guess they actually have to play the games yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, not true. just it's not just predictions let's take a look here and so, so Ellie's in first it place. It currently has me. Oh no! Ooh. I think it currently has Liam favored to beat me. Woo! Come on, fifty-one forty-nine. Liam is currently projected to oh, beat okay. me. Okay, that's not great. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Like this guy's not coming back. Oh, why? Why? Questionable, but it says you're out. He's out for the game, isn't he? He is ruled <laughs> out for the <laughs> remainder <laughs> of the game. <laughs> I can't <laughs> win. <laughs> my, my my first pick. I had the number one pick overall. Out yeah. till week 10. Ooh. My second pick tripped on some of the guy's foot last game out for th like three weeks. <laughs> this guy I pick up out. Like I can't. They're just, they're just falling over and not getting back up. Well, you're still second. Oh, 
I'll tell you what. I'm lost, 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 My big lost. speech. Maybe not after this week. Who knows? <laughs> so anyway, so there's I'll take, that. I'll take the win over you any day. Yeah. <laughs> and that'll do me for the whole season. And at the end of the episode today, um, besides probably me bemoaning my fantasy football prowess, uh, we will reveal the winner of the Halloween Ooh, yeah. vote. Ooh. And who is going to be around. Hang on, hang on. Look, look at that face. Ooh. He's not giving too much away. No. He's too happy, though. There's a whole so, journey this, so. this vote went on. Oh, there's like a whole journey to talk about here. Oh, is there? Yeah. Oh, no. I can't wait for this. So uh, there's that. So let's talk about this. Liam, you got to talk about why this film, buddy? Why this film? Right. This film, um, I've always been interested in older movies anyway, because my dad showed me a lot of movies, and that's where my love of old movies come from. And Cool Hand Luke was one of these ones he loved as a kid. So he played it for me one Sunday. And I just related to the character of Cool Hand Luke. Not because of what he does. It's just the defiance of things. Like, he won't be beaten even though he's easily beaten, if that makes sense. He's just strong-minded, and he just carries on and carries on and carries on. And that's something that sort of stuck with me, and it really, really resonated with me as a kid. And, uh, yeah, it's just just his character, really. And Paul Newman was such a... He played it so well because he barely spoke in this movie. Yeah. You know, and but he, you could feel everything that he was going through. You could feel when he was happy and when he was taking the piss and when he was down. I mean, there's certain parts of this movie we'll, we'll talk about later that um, leaves it open to interpretation. Do you want to, to uh, translate what taking the... Taking the pest means for uh, for our non-British listeners. <laughs> it's not actual theft. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Taking the piss is like... Um, Taking the Mickey. Um, okay, you're not really doing much better with that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Making fun. Making fun. Yeah. Yeah. Making fun at something or someone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's sort of being sarcastic and not really taking things seriously, or yeah, you're misleading yeah. someone. Yeah. 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 Usually That's for comic the real effect. Reason cool Hand Luke goes to jail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But kind yeah, of sort well, of. In a, in a way, I mean, you think about it, right? Um, Charles Bronson over here, the the one who who's locked up and. In prison, he's been in prison for so long. I think since the seventies, and he literally started off as just like um, grievous bodily harm, which only should have been a few years. But because of the way he was in, yeah, did you say he started off just? Well, I, don't, I, I, don't, I think you're like we're just how this movie starts. you be like you know overdue parking well, no, tickets. I don't, he I went just uh, grievous bodily harm. Well, I don't mean like he didn't kill anybody. <laughs> he didn't you know do anything else. <laughs> Right. But, what does well, grievous mean? That's his, well, that's his defense. It's like getting hey, a big, I didn't it's kill like, anyone. It's like it's like getting in a bit of a big old fight, really. Um, and I don't mean it lightly. I don't mean it lightly at all. Um, but he went to prison. But I think he only got two years or something. But because he was such a Roman in prison, like fighting with guards and other people, he's, he's prolonged his prison. Yeah. Um, and then he came out again for a stint, and then he did armed robbery, which gave it more time in prison. But he's kept in prison just because he keeps playing up and not playing by the rules. Yeah. And this is kind of the same. There's a, sort of a message at the end of the movie that talks about this, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know, he's, he's only cutting tops off parking meters. He should have been out. Well, we're, we're jumping ahead to the plot, so which is... Well, well okay. So, yeah, yeah. This, the, this the character, the, the defiance of it all the spoke to you. Yeah, defiance. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ethan, you want to share your story now? Oh, Lord. Okay. So, I get a message from Ian halfway through the week, like, oh, do you want to watch Cool Hand Luke? And I'm like, oh, yeah. I think I've seen that one. Now, the name to me, Cool Hand Luke, sounds like a cowboy film because, you know, like, Cool Hand Luke, coolest hand in the West, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and I I assumed I got my wires crossed because 
in my brain, I studied a film called um, The Hand of a Gunslinger or something like that when we covered uh, the oversaturation of Western films. And I was like, 67? Yeah, that makes sense. Right at the end of the bubble. Maybe that's the last great hurrah. And I thought I'd seen parts of this for it. I start the film and go, that's too modern. That can't be right. And for about a third of this film, I'm, th- I'm wondering where cowboys are. Yeah. Um, I'm not ashamed to say that, but... Just for the record, don't you want to be the hottest hand in the West? (laughs) (laughs) The fastest hand in the West? Coolest, just like you're ice cold. Yeah, yeah. cool, I'm just too laid back. (laughs) No, but I was like, oh, he must be so cool that he can fire a gun without anything ricocheting or there's any pullback from it. It's all good. He can hit anything, any target. And then I'm like, nah, parking meters. That's better, right? All right. Uh, I've never seen this. I've only heard reference to it and not even real significant reference to it. No. Uh, it's one that wasn't really. It's one that really wasn't on my radar. So. Uh, it's not got many quotes. Not like lines. Angels with Dirty Faces did. No. I, mean, I, I knew more about this than that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably knew more, a little bit more about what the Sir of Love was about. Yeah, I did. But somewhat, I mean, you always bring these kind of, uh, or you often bring these kind <laughs> of. Uh, more, 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 more classic films, well, yeah. which I do appreciate. Oh, no um, but it was one that I was really kind of like, all right, I didn't really know what I was getting myself into, if I'm being 100% honest. And then we, uh, and then we, we, we push play. So we push play on a film that was directed by Stuart Rosenberg, who also did the Amityville Horror. Oh, didn't know. Oh. Yeah. Cinematography, and boy, was this guy ambitious in this film. When he is brilliant. I can't figure out if this is good or if it's like, dude, less is more sometimes. No, you got to think. Oh, he was really going for it. It's early days in movies, isn't it? You know, like. Not um, that early days. Well, I I don't mean like. I mean, like in like. uh, Experimental stuff. Yeah, you know, you know, like. Nowadays, you see people's feet all the time, you know, in certain movies. I'm talking about the amount of like intense zoom and pan and then to another character <laughs> zoom and pan and the next shot a zoom sweeping down like he really was oh, i love it though. i got an idea for every I shot in the movie incredible. but i loved it maybe in a film where there wasn't gonna be much dialogue maybe this was the move then let's have the the, the camera tell us the story as we can sort of, yeah because you think about this whole movie nothing nothing really exciting happens well i don't know about that uh but anyway conrad hall's dad wrote mutiny on the bounty Oh, yeah, that's good. Uh, but he'd also done uh, the the cinematography to Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Yeah, brilliant film. Road to Perdition. Oh. Ooh. And a film I really rate, American Beauty. Uh, ooh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, American Beauty, great film. Going to be hard to watch it now. Yeah, it is now. Well, I mean, yeah, it's it's difficult, isn't it? Because, you know, we, we, we've, we've kind of gone, Kevin Spacey, please stay over there. And but I like Mina Savari. I always have done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 definitely it's a powerful, powerful, powerful film. Mm. One best picture. There's a reason yeah, for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also on there, uh, music by Lalo Schrifen. Lalo mm. Schrifen. Same guy who did End of the Dragon. Yeah, is what you were saying. Yeah. Uh, he did the Rush Hour series. <laughs> did he? And did some wow. music and impo- uh, music music impossible Mission Impossible That's TV right. and film work as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So wow. there we go. Uh, it was written by a merchant seaman uh, who would later become a counterfeiter and safe cracker. Wrote the novel Cool Hand Luke about his experiences working on a chain gang while serving in a Florida prison. He sold the story to Warner Brothers for eighty thousand dollars and received over fifteen thousand to write the screenplay. And then after working in television for over a decade, uh, Stuart Rosenberg chose to make chose it to make his directorial debut in cinema it's a good good film to direct mm. to be your debut it's, good, it's a good script i'm really surprised a good script yeah. and a good star mm-hmm. 
Um, we start with just the sign that says violation, violation, violation. And we meet Luke, who is cutting the tops off parking meters, I guess for nickels? I, I assume so. No, because he's not really picking up any nickels. Because I think what it is, I think he's probably had a run-in with the parking attendant or something. No, it's... it's well, maybe he got one. So maybe he's lashing out. And he's lashing out, yeah. Well, he says later on he was drunk, doesn't he? Well, yeah, he, well, had he a, well, is drunk, he did, but... He didn't need to tell us. He had a bottle of booze yeah, in his hand. Yeah. And he's swaggering about all over the place. Yeah. And when he asked you, I'm just cutting the tops off, me. <laughs> Unless he was just having one of them random days where he just wanted to cut the tops off. <laughs> Fuck me. Just, Who knows? Why not? I don't think he was... I wonder anything. if someone bet him and went, I bet you my boy... <laughs> we'll cut the top off because if, if someone just shows a little belief in him, he'll kind of live up to that stereotype. Yes, he does. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so he's doing that, a weird one. And of course, this is Paul Newman. The leading role was originally considered for Jack Lemon. Really? Or Telly Savalas. Oh, no. Newman asked to play the leading role after hearing about the project. To develop his character, he traveled to West Virginia, where he recorded local accents and surveyed people's behavior. Uh, he's robbing meters and he's drinking beers and a cop pulls around and says what you doing there fellow he's i'm just cutting through these things <laughs> he's not wrong <laughs> <laughs> and we go to the chain gang and we get to the chain gang before we see uh luke go to prison mm-hmm. and we get credits and extreme close-up on the glasses of the boss yeah like he's personified by his gun and he's personified by his glasses you think about it right you know like any horror movie you don't see their faces, do you? Such you, you know, like like Halloween is a blank face, isn't it? No I'll eyes. take your word for it. No yeah, eyes. Um, from the stuff I've seen, like Scream, Jason, Freddy, Ghostface, you know, all yeah, these okay. things are all all hidden faces, aren't they? Sure. Faceless, if you like. And he's that faceless guy, isn't he? You can't see his eyes. Nope. You know, and that's what makes him mean. He doesn't talk. You can't. You don't understand what he's saying because you don't talk. You, you can't see his eyes. You can't see the emotion. All he does is carry this gun around with him. Mm-hmm. You know, he he becomes threatening, and the music tell you he's threatening. So, yeah. Um, we go to our first day in prison, and the captain, the warden, whatever you want to call him, reads out the charges. Yeah, the captain. And Luke's almost amused by his own charge. He's like, <laughs> cut the tops off, and he's like, yeah, that's me. Did you notice the um, guy who moved? Um, it's the guy who was in, um, oh, Walt, the Waltons. He played the father in the Waltons. You meant, yeah, I don't know. He moved forward, and the guy who's the, the boss, he pushed him back with his stick. <laughs> that was quite funny, because they all look at him and go, what? Yeah. And turns out you get three years for that. You Cut the tops off parking yeah. meters, yep. Well, yeah. And the captain has a speech about how their time can go, and I can be a good guy, or I can be a bad guy. And I think I was like, because he comes off really, like, weaselly. And, oh, he's like, very weasely. Almost a fa- his voice yeah. is very high. Yeah, yeah, He wears white, everybody else wears black, you know what I mean? Like, it's that... It's that old, you're not really boss that hog. tough boss hog is exactly what <laughs> yeah, I was thinking yeah, of, yeah. yeah. And uh, we get a bunch of rules read to us by one of the other bosses. Actually, this one also wears white as well. He's the guy who takes care of them when they're in the bunks. Lose your number or your spoon, you spend the night in the box. <laughs> there was a reference to no grab ass or you spend the night in the box. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you want to have a fight, you know, you settle on Saturday in the yard, which I thought was a joke. Nope. Nope. <laughs> um, and then this is all the newbies and then the existing convicts run in it almost felt like summer camp like they're all there you can't sit there seat's taken you know all that sort of stuff yeah um and then we go to uh after dinner and the new guys are being given hell by the existing um prisoners including we meet Dragline here uh played by george kennedy yeah bit of a hollywood legend 
is, George yeah. Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Um, he gives, uh, apparently you don't get a, no one gets a name until Dragline gives you a name. So he, you're, you're seeing him as the top dog in there, aren't you? He's also like six foot six and the yeah, dude's yeah, just yeah. massive. So everybody yeah. kind of just sort of falls in line. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and so, uh, Luke refuses to play cards. Okay. We clearly get, okay. We're about to have two alphas and they're going to face off at some point because mm-hmm. Luke is too cool for school. Yep. And drag is trying to tell everybody how it's going to be. And he goes, I remember at one point he says, what, do you not listen so good? And he says, I listen just fine. So I'm going to hurt a whole lot worth listening to. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> In the morning, they go out to work for the day. And when you leave, you have to give your number when you go through. So you do your own head count. One, two, three, four. And he's supposed to be 37, I think. And it always yeah. stopped at 36. And he wouldn't give his number for 37. No. Um, drag orders for his seat in the truck, but as he's pushing people around, we find out that Luke is a bit of a, a well, the group knows that Luke's a war hero. And this is part of a thing. People tell me things, and the idea that um, information is entertainment, and we tell each other stories about each other in order to pass the time, in order to find solidarity, build camaraderie, yada, yada, yada. Um, and so there's a guy who says, oh, I'm going to feel bad for you guys down there. It's going to be a hot day, but I got this really cushy job with a broom. And so one of the newbies goes, oh, what's that What's that worth? And someone says 50 cents. Someone goes, oh, it'll be at least a dollar. And so the dude goes, oh, I'll pay a dollar. And he goes, all right. And he takes his dollar, and they get out of the truck. And, of course, the whole thing's just nothing but a scam. There, yeah. was, there was no cushy job, and even if there was, it wasn't going to be honored by this situation. <laughs> And so um, they do a nice day's work, and they stop for beans and cornbread, and Luke lays flat on his back. And Some catch um, sleep, some eat. Yeah. It's just whatever you're feeling at the time, I guess. Well, some of them are exhausted because they're brand new, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw Luke trying to eat his spoonful of beans as he's laying flat on his back. Yeah. And so um, the day is over. They get in. They're going to, to, to the bunks. And the guy who thought he had a cushy job um, is told he to spend the night in the box because he back chatted. And we're like, whoa. Ooh. And, the, and there's no honor amongst thieves because the other guys just let them let them, yeah, let yeah. them go. Yeah. And so we see the process. You go in the, you go in the box. You got to strip down yeah. naked. Completely. They give you this like nightshirt. Yeah, a long nightshirt. To wear, which is weird. Yeah. And they give you two pots you can figure out what those are going to be used for there's yeah. a bigger one and a smaller one <laughs> yeah and you go and it's dark and it's very cramped and that's what you do you can't lay down in it can't lay down no it, you can probably sit and then you know if you want to lay down you can figure out ways to sort of keep your body oh it'll be, it'll be terrible and during the day that could be oh boiling to. boiling uh the next day we go <laughs> we uh, i wish georgia was here for this because i'd love to get her commentary on it she'll, <laughs> she'll give it when, when when she shows up i'm sure and it's the idea of there's a chain gang uh, doing their job, and then this woman comes out, yeah, and she oh, takes advantage of the fact that all the men are looking at her, and, and gives them loving every and minute, and gives them a show. And yeah. this actress is wearing a piece of fabric that is barely, barely containing. Yeah. Now the guys are. At, I mean, I know it's early days of film, and they obviously haven't seen a woman in God knows how long. Yeah. But this was a weird dynamic to listen there's to. There's a lot of sexual frustration. The oh, there's a lot of sexual the, frustration. In the first act of this film, because like, I'm looking into it, it for the I was like, maybe this is like a study about like masculinity and the concept of like heterosexuality in a group of very, very sexually frustrated men where they're all sweaty and shirtless. <laughs> and for the first half of this film, I'm like, yeah, maybe, maybe it is. There's something about like masculinity and 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 just 
heterosexuality and hypersexuality. It's funny how you mentioned um, sweatiest because on on the very first episode of Cheers, the guys is it the very first. Or is it when he comes back? Anyway, there's there's an episode where they're debating what the sweatiest movie ever made was, and the one guy wins by saying, Cool Hand Luke. <laughs> <He's not. laughs> and, and they all go, Yeah, fair enough. He He's wins. Not wrong. He's not yeah. wrong. Yeah. No. And so um, there's tons of extreme close ups on this woman's body as she's cleaning her car. But she's adjusting the mirror so she can see the boys looking at her. And the camera is lingering on her cleavage. It's lingering on the slit of her skirt. You very rarely see her face. Very, very rarely. And very she gets rarely. no dialogue. And no. it's like a smug. So Draglines having like the best time of his life. Oh, Dear geez. God. Oh, it's he like he's got something up. to prove. Yeah. It's, it's actually even got like a tear on one side of it. And, yeah, it's just, yeah. and he's just going, yeah. there's only one safety pin, boys. <laughs> one safety pin. <laughs> come on, <laughs> he just goes, dear God, dear God, whatever I've done, please don't strike me blind in the next two minutes. That's <laughs> 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 when she start rubbing herself like, in water. Uh, this actress was, yeah. That's like, come on. And then, and then pushing her breasts up, up against, against clothed, but still her breasts oh up God. against the window and the shots from inside the window. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, what is this? Uh, I can only imagine what weird is this film gets. What was it like in the theater to watch the men watch the girl? (laughs) There's like levels of this. Um, And so um, the actress's name is Joy Harmon, who was cast by standing in a bikini and not saying anything. Oh, okay. Um, At which point, um, Dragline goes, oh, she doesn't know what she's doing. And Luke goes, she knows exactly what she's doing. You mouth those words exactly. <laughs> you, could, you, you had to see that coming you, you as did. the retort. You do. Yeah. Cause, especially because Luke and Drag have been positioned as opposites at this point. Absolutely. So it's the only logical counterpoint would be Luke's going to say this. And yeah, Luke's yeah. right. Um, and then it was really weird because they're right in the middle of what's almost like pre-masturbation like activities from these guys and then we cut to them in the shower like the next moment (laughs) this is why i was like maybe this is some weird case study about like heterosexuality in big groups or like the concept of that because everyone's just together oh it was really weird Do you know I'd never thought about all this now, until we started doing this that, and then all of a sudden it was like boom they're in the shower together I'm like this is weird I wonder if it's night in the box because they're all worked up yeah, 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 <laughs> but we know if anybody plays grab ash you're getting the night in the box jeez <laughs> I'll tell you outside of that one reference straightest movie ever for a bunch of guys in prison true yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but at least they went always put a line in there to address it so we'll say uh, yeah. if they have to the box that'll make sure no one thinks about it all right i don't want to go in the box don't want to go in the box <laughs> um and so um drag line oh i could have done with something at this point i thought to myself they put that guy in the box yesterday yeah and we didn't yeah. see him come out no, no, no. We didn't get him going. How was it? Oh, it was ter- you know, you know, all oh, you, you know, you, you, you just you're stuck within your within your thoughts. You lose time. Something. So I saw the impact of it mm-hmm. before someone else has to go in it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, there was there was a mischance there. Um, Dragline's narrating to, and this is what his role is in the group. He's the storyteller. And so tonight, the storyteller is <laughs> Dragline. Basically, gives you like some weird like like audio role play yeah fiction for everybody to oh and she was uh, he at which point i i don't know um luke's like you're making it worse for everybody describing it 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he says you're going to really regret what you've uh, what you've said. You'll need your strength tomorrow. And we cue a boxing fight <laughs> where these guys get out their sexual frustration by beating each other up. Um, Shirtless. Yes. <laughs> to assert their, their sexual prowess and their well, macho. Except for drag lines like six inches minimum taller than Luke. And <laughs> probably more broad. Probably has like 80 to 100 pounds on him. Yeah, yeah. And so he's just yeah. getting his clock cleaned. But what happens is he keeps getting up. Yeah. And he keeps getting up. Can't and he down. keeps getting up. This is a very old wrestling trope. If you want to get someone over with the crowd, if you want the crowd to adopt someone, this is what you do. You make them an underdog. You put them against the big guy, and you just make sure you, you don't have to win. Just he just has to up. keep getting up. Yeah. And it works. It's so easy. And it, it gets does. the crowd on your side because you mm-hmm. go, he never could beat him, but you didn't break him. Important. Very important. Film. Yes. Yeah. And so drag couldn't uh, couldn't break him, and all the guys start saying, "Stay down, stay down." And even the the the, the guards are going a little like, "Stay down." And finally, drag goes, "Stay down," and puts him down. And like Luke does little, this like little like 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 attempt tap. of like a, a punch, <laughs> and so he just knocks him out, gets up, walks away. I think drag. Uh, I think Luke even takes one more, but he just keeps walking off. Yeah, yeah, he stands yeah. up, and that's the thing. And from this point on, Luke and drag are like best friends. Yeah, best buddies. Yep. Um, and so, um, we go to a poker game and apparently it's later that night. Now, I don't know how much padding is in these gloves, but like Luke doesn't have a mark on him. (laughs) Not a bit. And like, we're supposed to believe he got beat so badly that like even the guards who apparently are absolute sociopaths lost their stomach for it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But yet he's like, fine. Yeah. He's all good. And they're playing poker and we just get to see the, see the one hand and they put all the money in. And it turns out that Luke was betting the farm on nothing whatsoever. Nothing. Bluffs him off. Yep. Um, and so this is where he finally he's won drag lines respect. He was saying, you you won with nothing, just like you had today. You had nothing, but you kept going. Yeah. yeah you're cool hand Luke. That's who you are. Roll credits. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we have a visitor for Luke the next day. And um, what was that guy's name who's got the three names and his name's different in this? He's in all the movies. Dean Stanton. Harry, Dean Stanton. Harry Dean Stanton. Harry Dean Stanton's playing hymns on a guitar, on an acoustic guitar. And Luke's mother, uh, Arietta, is here, and she's played by Joe Van Fleet. And he calls her, sorry, Arletta. And he yeah. calls her by her first name. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which indicates that they never had a, they had a fractious relationship. Well, it's interesting because it suggests they kind of had a relationship, though. I always thought, well, I always knew it was his mother. I just yeah, it's his mother. But, I, but what I mean by relate, I'll explain. Um, there's, first, it's a bit of a metaphor about mother dogs. And, you know, eventually pups get so old, the mum doesn't recognize them anymore. Yeah. And um, so, therefore, doesn't have their heart broken when they leave at a certain point. So, it's kinda, and she get the, she's kind of saying, I kind of wish I could be like this. Yeah. But I'm, I'm drawn to you because I can't let that go. And she says, I'd like to ask for what you do when you got out of here. But, you know, I'll be dead. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter. And she's in the back of some pickup truck. They just put like a little canvas thing yeah. over it and hauling her around. And this is where she tells him that uh, she's going to give his brother the house because um, she and John weren't close. So she's going to pay him off now, mm. which would suggest that she and Luke were. Yeah, it does. But it just seems This odd. is my point about the relationship. Yeah, Clearly just, there's something here. It seems odd though, doesn't it? Yeah. Because he's clearly upset by the fact that she's dying. Yeah, but he's not showing. He, want, he wants to go in, but he's not allowed to go in. Yeah, which makes sense because you could, you could, you could leave. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
and so uh, his nephew, as he leaves, and he knows it's the last time he's going to see his mother, right? So that's that's difficult. And but he but he walks away, and he's not really phased by emotion or anything like that. And then uh, he's given a banjo uh, by his brother. By his brother, who says, "Now there ain't nothing for you to come back for." Yeah. Woo-hoo. But his nephew wants to know why he doesn't get chains, and this is great because this explains to me. Yeah. Why you get changed? You get changed if you. you I mean, I might have said earlier, but it reinforces. You get changed when, when you try to run away, and as long as you don't try to run away, you don't get changed. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that explains that. Which will come back later. Yeah. And so, meanwhile, they go back to. Uh, he leaves his family, drives away, and we get a real weird close up on Harry Dean Stanton uh, as he sings "Just a Closer Walk with Thee." Which is a religious hymn, which is interesting because I guess it will have a payoff at the end. The topic mm-hmm. of God does come up. Yeah. But what comes up first is some tar for the road. Yeah. Which is turned a new one. Oh, it's a great scene. It is. It's, it's, it's always an experience watching with you. Sorry. We, we should have like a watch along for people. It's not just our analysis. It's just the things you say during a film. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can you stop? I, 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 have to, I have to go to the toilet. Or you can let it play. <laughs> <laughs> or, oh, it's great. <laughs> Sorry. I don't even know I do it half the time. Um, it's a commentary track where people have to pause at the same time. Yeah. Liam's like, oh, pause that. I'll, I'll be back in a second. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tar in the Road, a reward for a job well done or so we're told mm-hmm. uh dragline and luke start racing with their shoveling because they've got a little bit of a bromance going on now it's mm. it's um keanu reeves and patrick swayze in point break it's it you know what i mean it's just generally but again he's trying to be defiant isn't he he's trying to go well you're saying we're going to take too long but we're going to prove yeah. you that we're going to we're I mean, then what do you got planned for us yeah. when we, we can finish this yeah so uh there's a great score the score is fantastic here <laughs> Yeah. I think the cinematography is a little ambitious with many zooms, many pans, and many focus pulls. Well, yeah. Um, anyway, I'll give them credit. It made me, because they didn't like, cut corners and have them just like, start sh- you know, shoveling, and then two seconds later, they were done. No. It was like, we're going to make you watch four and a half and minutes of this. And they watched the guy walking. Yeah. The man with their eyes walking. Mm. Um, and then we got romance novels and a thunderstorm. And... Um, it's really hot outside, and Dragline, for some reason, is bragging about how much Luke can eat. Yeah. Don't know how this came up. I don't know where this came up, either. But it looks like they've got, some, they've got some sort of an idea that they're going to fleece the boys. Yeah. And Luke bets that he can eat 50 eggs. Now, I didn't know what this meant. Oh, okay. I thought maybe it was, like, scrambled or fried or... No, probably Because we, 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 we even had a like, cut to him, like, eating some food off a plate, like, yeah. moments later. I was like, oh, has it started? Yeah. But it feels up. like he's just got like one plate, and then they ask him for what was it called? A brown bomber. I think this is a, this is a laxative. Oh, okay. To clear him out, mm. yes, yes, so yes, that yes. he won't be damaged by. So he's got a completely empty system for the next day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only thing I can think of. Yes, uh, that makes sense. And there's that one rule: sense. no throwing up. This is the original Man versus Food. You ever see Man versus Food? Yeah, I, I love yeah. Man versus Food. Uh, I get overwhelmed by food, so I, I look at food and go, oh, that's too much. When I was a younger man, I could probably do some of that stuff. Yeah, now, since I hit like 35, 40, there's no way. I'm 21 and I can't anymore. There's no way. I used to be like, yeah, Mr. Compet, yeah, whatever you eat, I can, I, I can, I can you know, let's yeah. go, let's go. I'll play for play. I'll beat you on that. 
Stupid. <laughs> when I was like 17, I could eat like a 12-inch pizza and some oh. fries. I tried to eat one yesterday. I got like three slices and went, no, I'm good. I'm good. Oh, I wish I, I wish I could. No, I'm, I'm still okay there. But <laughs> but I'll tell you what. Like I, I had the Pizza Hut lunch buffet a couple of weeks ago. And I don't know what I'm like. Every time I go, I walk away going, why do I do this to myself? <laughs> and I'm, not, I'm, I'm nowhere. Like, I'm only going up for like three plates. Yeah, yeah. But I come back. I'm just like, what? It just goes thud in your stomach. It does. Oh, like wheeled out. Yeah, like at least like I mean, if you go to other buffets, it's like you can be like a mix of proteins and stuff. Like all I'm doing is just stuffing bread and cheese into my stomach. <laughs> it's because the pizza one's just carbs, and oh. then you have a pizza which is just carbs, yeah. and you just you're an anchor to the yeah. World. So I've, I've the worst experiences I've had walking out of a restaurant have always been Pizza Hut buffets. Well, there we are. Where I'm just like I feel there's a lesson, there. and I thought I was like hitting the brakes and being mature. <laughs> I'm like I've slowed at least one plate before I usually would. Because it's all about this thing. Most of them, it's like, how can I make my money back? <laughs> yeah, such a, it's, such a, it's such a strange concept. It is a kind of concept. Usually, when I go to a restaurant, I pay my money for my food. I'm not thinking, well, I didn't really make my money's worth. You know? But the minute, oh, it's a, minute it's a buffet, it's like, how can I win? Yeah, you do. How do I beat it's, the system? You do. There's Everybody a buffet does we it. used to go to a lot called Nines uh, yeah. in, in the city closest to us. And that's like 18 quid of like ribs, Chinese, yeah. just straight up pure crawfish like stuff sushi and you're like pure crawfish stuff <laughs> <laughs> i meant to say crustaceans but i don't oh, know okay. my brain one there you go oh, okay yeah. and it's all then like yeah let's pile on this and you get like a plate and you go oh oh i don't know i don't know yeah because <laughs> <laughs> you pile it on your noodles like, and oh, I, so much charmaine. I tend to do this thing where i get that last plate and i can't finish that last plate <laughs> oh really i'm so whew. Well, they bit, charge bit you now if you don't finish your plate. And I'm like, oh. Do they? Well, I'll, I'll go ahead with yeah. this one. I went to a, for a sushi uh, meal with a friend once. And uh, it was like, okay, we're going to go off for sushi. But um, um, first, they're like, I need to take something back to like Bed Bath & Beyond, which is like a shop where they sell bath stuff. Yeah, yeah. And bedroom yeah. stuff and beyond stuff. Beyond stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and so it took forever. And so how we show up, we sit down, in the, and it's supposed to be the lunch menu. We sit, and there's a price for the lunch meal, and there's a price for the dinner meal. All you can eat, both mm-hmm, of them. Mm-hmm. But they went, we're about to cross over to a dinner menu. So I'm assuming you still want to pay the lunch prices. We're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I said, okay, because there's obviously different dishes on the dinner menu. Even that. So it's like, you can, that's fine. All you can eat is for grabs. But you got to go ahead and order it now. Whatever it is you're going to eat, order it now. Oh, okay. Because oh, no. it's the only way we can make sure that you don't take like some of the more expensive options uh-huh. in twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah. Like, all right. So the pressure's on. We're like, oh, well, one of this, 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 and then the waitress le- leaves. Yeah, left. Sure, either one. And I looked at my friend and go, "That felt like a lot of food. <laughs> <laughs> Did we just order a lot of food." She went, "I don't know." <laughs> and then they like they come back with like. It, it, you'd think it was like some sort of like, you know, those like when you see like in the movie where it's like a state dinner and like like eight yes. waiters and waiters just just drop the food off and one go and they leave. <laughs> oh my god! Like that. I look around the table, table and I'm like, what have we done? <laughs> <laughs> and we get about 15 minutes in, and my friend just sits back. Oh no! Which oh, is that's, that's the which end. is which that's is always girl code so, for I don't know. I'm full. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna all this food, and you have to. And if you don't eat it, you have to pay for the the like a, a la carte price. Jeez. Because oh. 
they can't waste it by throwing it away because you ordered it. Yeah. So you're basically trying to order multiple meals in one. Because obviously, the, in early days, people would have got taken for for you know taken advantage of for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is what they do. So I'm like, we have to eat all this stuff, and by we, I mean me. I'm like, uh, I was a smaller man there too. I was like, I don't know. This is man versus food. It was it was, it was my Everest, absolutely. And so, uh, <laughs> I'll admit, finished it. Wow, finished it. But I and I didn't have any alcoholic beverages. But I walked out of there in such a state of giddiness. I can only refer to it as sushi <laughs> drunk. I don't, know, I don't know how else to describe it. But that amount of fish did something with the chemicals in my brain. There's <laughs> <laughs> something fishy going on there. It was. That was funny. I couldn't believe it. I was like, "What am I doing?" <laughs> You're delirious on food. I was just like glad to be done. Because <laughs> <laughs> we got all these sushi places everywhere in Canada, man. You got none of them here. Oh, that's funny. No, um, we don't. You where don't. were we? Let's go back to. Oh, we were tarring eating, the road. Is this where? Oh, eating eggs. That's it now. Yeah, fifty eggs. Um, and so you found out that it's hard boiled eggs, and mm. these guys wanted to bait every element. Like he, you can't peel the eggs. Like, the deal was, can he eat fifty? Not can he peel and eat fifty? I'm yeah. okay with a, with a peeling. Um, as, as in an hour as well. Yeah, and at the start, mm. at the start, he's eating them too fast, and so he's told to slow down. I would have been hiccuping by now. He tells them to slow down because he's trying. You can tell they're like milking him for like more money. Yeah, yeah. Who's got yeah. a vet? Who's got a vet? And he, I mean, he cuts it pretty close by the end, though. Jeez. Oof. Technically, Literally, technically, I think I think he was a couple seconds over. Yeah, me yeah. too. Me too. Because his mouth was full. His mouth was full, and yeah. then you see, and then it cuts. To, it goes, yeah. And then it cuts. And he goes, let's check, and it's open. He goes, ah, well, no, of course. Like, we all saw him swallow like, three seconds later. The yeah, question yeah, yeah. wasn't, the question was never, does he have stomach in his mouth still? It no. was, was he late? Yeah. Yeah. But I he's 50. Go ahead. And someone came in um, during the, the, girl, the girl having, like, her own little car wash scene, and then this scene. And I was trying to explain how they're both the same film, and they both make sense to the plot, and they didn't believe me. <laughs> because it just, see, it's so, it's so weird for, for this kind of film. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I don't know. A for the eggs. But this is, again, part of the... Like, every, he's clearly at the top. He's replaced um, Drag as, yeah, like, like yeah, yeah. the leader. Yeah, because the thing is, he inspires hope in them. It's, it's interesting, though, because the affection is clearly one-sided. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. clearly Drag thinks they're a duo. Yeah. I don't think Luke ever sees them that way. No, 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 no. And he even says that later on. Yeah. Uh, the next day, chain ga- the chain gang discover a rattler. Luke grabs it, and the boss shoots it. And it's pretty like Luke missed the one bit. What was that at the end of the scene with the eggs? Yeah, he lays on the table like a crucifixion. Oh, there's a bit of a Jesus pose there. Yeah, that was, that was a bit odd. I'd never noticed that before. Yeah, I guess it was intentional. I don't know if it's supposed to. It for- intentional. I don't know if it foreshadows what's going to happen later. Ooh, yeah, maybe that's a running theme. Yeah, <gasps> and thought does drag betray him? Mm. Yes. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, sort of. I think Dre betrays him. Dre betrays him. <laughs> I think Drag betrays him, but in the way that he thinks he's doing good. Yeah, yeah. But so did Judas. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. I never thought of things like this. I just went deep with that. You did and go obviously deep. Obviously, everything that ends with, with after a, a talk with God as well. Yeah. Um. But back to shooting the Rattler, and uh, everyone's afraid of it. And even the guy with the glasses like throws his walking stick at it. Yeah. And then you know Luke grabs it because he's got a death wish. Is it here? I got it right here. And then um, the guy with the glasses shoots it. And I want to call him like Doc. Oh, what was the bad guy's name, Ethan, in, in Who Framed Roger Rabbit? 
Oh, oh. Uh, Oh, I know he's Christopher Lloyd. Yes, yeah, oh, that's someone I asked. Actually, isn't it? It's like yeah, Doctor Doctor Doom, Doctor Zoom, Doom. I think Doom. Yeah, okay. I think so. Von, Von, no, Von Doom's that Marvel guy. Oh God. Anyway, I can just hear. I can hear his voice. I kind of want to. I want to make this joke, but I've belabored the yeah. point too long. So oh, okay. <laughs> he reminded me of him. Anyway, but then he goes, "Here's your walking stick," and passes it and throws the snake to him or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. And so he gets a bit of a shot for for doing that. And then there's a thunderstorm, and they're all terrified they're gonna die. <laughs> like there's one thing to say, like everybody get in the cars. It's not safe to be out here. But like they're like like at one point drags like, "What's your problem? Do you want to die?" And I'm like. I think the people think, in the southern U.S. do not understand how rain works. No, but no. I think um, yes. I mean, there's thunderstorms later, isn't there? So I'm yeah. th- I'm assuming because that's swinging those side things about. You drop them. <laughs> they got to carry on with the work though, don't they? So you can't work, can you? Well, you can't work, but it doesn't mean like if you don't get in the truck, you're gonna die. <laughs> and he, he can't. He's holding. If the, anything, the truck is now a taller point and more likely to be hit by lightning than the guy on the road. And he sort of does this thing where he speaks to God, doesn't he? Yeah. Come well, and get me. I've got this thing here where uh, he says, well, you really believe there was a conversation about, do you believe about that guy in the big long beard and yada, yada, yada. Mm. And uh, he says, you know, he goes, you know, come and get me then. Kill me. Save me. I don't care what it is. Just yeah. t- just find me and tell me something. And I got my notes. This feels like it might have been an inspiration for the, the Lieutenant Dan segment in Forrest Gump. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> in stereo there. Had my analysis hat on for this one. You did, you did. Nice. Uh, and then we get back to the uh, the bunk, and they're all counting the money. And by all of them, I mean um, Drag and and Luke. And we find out that uh, Luke's mother's died. Yeah. 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 And he walks out, and he plays in the banjo, and everybody leaves him alone. And he sings, uh, I don't care if it rains or freezes, as long as I got my plastic Jesus sitting on the dashboard of my car. I know this song, and I don't know how. Well, there's a lot of songs in this I know. There was a guy in my high school I think he used to sing that. But I don't know where he got it from. I don't think he saw a cool hand Luke. No, but yeah. I mean, there's a lot of songs in here that I, I knew and didn't realize I knew until I started hearing them now. Well, the hymns I knew from church, but this I had no idea. But he cries as he, he sings this, and it's just the camera just sits on him and lets him play his banjo. Powerful scene. It's the first time you see yeah. him show emotion in motion. Yep, and it's it's still very controlled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he plays it cool. Yeah. Go over name. Yeah. And, oh, jeez, this is where you go, none of this movie had to happen. No. Because the next day, they could have just let him go out to work. Yeah. And instead, because he was like the model prisoner, outside of the fact, what, he got the work done a little bit soon, he was a bit of a cheeky chappy, but everybody was sort of in line. Yeah. You know, the prisoners were all really happy. Yeah. And so, it's like, go ahead. You can have a smart, you can have a smart student who's like a little, a little bit of a oh oh, I know what we're doing, like that kind of like yeah. genius, which is what he's doing. But it's it's not like detention worthy. I I, I thought I missed a scene between the the banjo and what happened. Detention worthy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Incredible. But no, I thought I'd, I'd somehow missed a scene between the banjo playing and the scene. Cause I'm like, how does this like correlate at all for me? No, they're just saying that other people have probably run before, and Ugh. to stop it, well, I'll stick you in the the yeah. box. But that they just they, even that. it just antagonized him more. Yeah, but just have just have two people watching him. Yeah, or put some shackles on him for the day. 
Because this is, you can clearly see as he's been putting in, the, the guard who's putting him in doesn't think, you know, he's, I'm sorry, I'm just doing my job. You, you have to understand that. He goes, don't make it right. No, exactly. Don't make it right. Yeah. And like, and they bring him out later, and it's after his mum's already in the ground. Yeah, so I think that's like two or three days as part. Oh, he's got a good beard on him. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's been a couple of days because they, they, they cut to a couple of evenings and a couple of times on the chain gang. Yeah. Oh, and this is where you kind of go, drags for all of his bravado drags a bit of a he's a bit meek yep because he's not he's not raising hell nope no no no, no. Um, uh, again i think that's because they look to luke because luke does raise hell but he's doing it for himself not for them but they see hope in him yeah and because they can live vicariously through him he does the things they'll never do for themselves yeah yeah and he yeah. comes out and he's told us the three days and he walks by everybody and the last person he walks by is drag mm-hmm. but the whole time it's going on we get this like almost discordant i don't care if it rains or freezes that's that melody as oh. he as he walks down it's like oh good idea it was well done mm-hmm. uh so then we go to the fourth of july and there's lots of noise being made for fourth of july which masks the fact they're cutting out the floor of the uh i put in my notes here um, by putting Luke in the box, this is where he's, this is his turning point where he, play, where, where he plays up against the establishment. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, yeah. And it's when the establishment does you wrong, that's when you want to rebel. And, you do. And again, Drag's not going down for the run, but no. he loves that Luke yeah. is, yeah, and he's yeah, going to yeah. enable Luke to run. Um, and then someone else goes out with him too and gives Luke cover. I think. I think his job's there is to, or does I, he follow? I don't know what the deal is. I don't think he was for I cover. Was I think he thought I'm going to saw the way out and him. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's too tempting. If uh, if he didn't follow Luke, I think he could have got off scot free for for a while at least. I don't think he followed Luke. I think they went off in different directions. But I, I mean, more is in just following after the idea of oh, escaping. okay, yeah, yeah like yeah. he doesn't know Luke's whole plan, but he's going to try and do it as much as he can. I think Luke almost got, like I a think, disciple. I think Luke say. got away because uh, the other guy got caught. <laughs> yeah, to a degree. Also, I think it shows that Luke's smarter, which he is. Yeah, yeah, he is smarter than everybody else. Just got a message from Georgia. I don't think she's going to join us. Oh, that's a shame. She's not feeling well, so she might send some notes through to Ethan. I don't know if you want to get a hold and see if she's got any thoughts about the yeah, end of the movie. Sure. Uh, but we'll just keep chatting Latin. Chat a Latin. Chat a Latin. Um, so we get 48 are in the, bo- uh, 48 are in the, in the count. We know there's 50 who were supposed to be there. One in the box and one in the bush, which means gone for a run. Yep. And Luke's on the run and crisscrosses and whatnot. The animals all turned around and Luke seems pretty pleased with himself. Here's my thing. Luke is covering ground at a pace that is faster than the two guys behind him. Mm-hmm. How's Luke getting caught? All the times, I think. Movie magic. No, I think the. I think I thought about this before. I think it's because people are in and around these chain gangs and these prisons. Yeah, they see the colors, they know, and they just report right back. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First oh, thing I'm man. going is Luke. Why are you wearing the shirt? Yeah, go go shirtless. And it's, he knows that's the same shirt he wears all the way through the movie, yeah, except for that yet, first bit. Yeah, and and the weird thing is, I keep coming back, and yet he's been caught twice he's been away for yeah. months or weeks yep you know that's crazy so and luke seems pretty pleased with himself and he seems to be enjoying the fact he's getting away and i'm like yeah because he was at the smile right yeah and then the cop car returns and we think they've caught luke and yes. everybody's looking and we're like oh is this it and then we find out that no it's one of the bloodhounds who's been run to death and they're blaming luke and i'm like it's whoa hold luke's on it's not luke's fault, fault. No. Nah. 
Yeah, I'm, a, even, I'm a dog lover. I don't. It's me too. And yeah. I, just, I, just, I, I'm in distress with this film with the dogs. Yeah, because one time they're trying to get through the fence. Yeah, and you could see they're trying to pull through the fence, and their leg get caught and stuff. And that's real dogs. Yeah, you know that that shouldn't that wouldn't happen today, would it? But no, but like like. He's getting through really quickly, and the dogs are sort of forced themselves through and almost getting dragged by the yeah 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 barbed wire. So, so that's my issue. But then he does explain how he gets caught in a minute. But back on the chain gang, and they've caught Luke, and he's presented to the men. And um, Luke back chats and gets hit in the head by this like collapsible rod by uh, by the captain. Yeah, and this is where Liam. I'll, I'll go ahead and give you this line here. Oh, the famous speech. Yep. What we got here is is a failure to communicate. Some men you just can't reach. There we go. And we forget what we had here last week. I don't like it any more than you do. Wow, it was more than I thought you were going to do. Well done. Wow. Well, like well, I, well, there is there is a bit more, but it's like I was. There. I, I, I felt like we. I felt like I was going on too long. I thought <laughs> you kind of looked at me and I went, "Cut it short. Cut it short. <laughs> <laughs> cut it short." When, when he says there that is more line, to that speech, like, he let someone else speak for like eight oh, seconds. He's shutting it down. <laughs> You took a bit of a breath, and I was like, "Who's oh, going to speak?" I thought it was just a failure to communicate, and so yeah. he's coming in. <laughs> I guess what we, I guess what we had there was a failure to communicate. <laughs> so there was more to that speech, but you know, yeah. But that's the famous speech that we hear on the Guns and Roses song. You know what they say: some men just can't be reached. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it any more than you do. <laughs> But, yeah. um, but and there's this important thing about uh, this is a bit of a contest. Someone's got to win, and they got to win publicly. Because mm-hmm. you, we set up during Breakfast Club when Bender and the teacher are having their face off, yes, and I went, yes, yeah, the yeah. teacher's got to win this. Yeah, because if you don't win this, you lose everybody else. Yep. And it's so much of what I see when I see people early in their careers in teaching, and they kind of like bend a little bit too much. I'm like, it's never about the kid you're you're having the face off with. It's about every other kid who's watching yep. and trying to figure out where your line is. Mm-hmm. Yep. So simple as that. Um, so we get back to the sort of um, bunkhouse, and Luke tells his story, and uh, he <laughs> stole um, a car from a uh, grocery store parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> and he got a red light, and there was a cop who pulled up beside him. I was wondering what a convict was doing. I stopped a, at a red light. A brand new buggy. Yeah. <laughs> Take your shirt off. Yeah. Now you're just some, some, some hillbilly in a brand new buggy. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> He's not that smart then, is he? And this film continuously chose to not let us see when he was caught. Yeah, they did. So we're aligned to Luke for almost all of the movie, except for all his when captures. He's on, when he's on, yeah, when he's on the run. Well, we, most of the run, we're on with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, not but the, only the once do we see when he gets caught. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's purposely... Well, it's not a flipping a- accident, Ethan. No. Oh, no, no, no. I <laughs> Whoops, think, we I- forgot to film it. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I misphrased that. But I think it's done in a way that we... Everything we see when he's outside of prison is always from the other inmate's eyes. There's a point later on where he's like, oh, no, every that was a lie. I did that as a lie. I, I wouldn't put it past the whole film to just say that that itself is also a lie. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, there is this idea about how much of this is legend. I, I think it's a lie. I do. I mean, I yeah. think, sorry, I think I think the lie goes one level deep, not two like you are. And I'll explain that when, when, when we get there. But yeah, I think the reason they don't show you him getting caught is because they want you to have the mythology of him escaping and going away. And you don't know because they gave you that red herring with the dog. Yep. And, and they want to keep you on your toes. You, 
you're with the the other guys. It just seems really switch, weird to switch all those times. It does, doesn't it? Because it is by its very nature a high crisis moment. So we get, yeah, yeah. but part of this film is about storytelling. Yeah, true. And so you tell the story. When you come back in, how they get you, he can tell any story he wants. Yeah. It can be the truth. It could not be the truth. They could have found him face down in the ditch begging for his life. But the only person who's going to be in the room exactly. and is him. And we don't get to see that. So yeah. we have to believe what he tells us as well. Maybe I'm talking myself into Ethan's perspective. I don't know. Maybe I am. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe I am. Um, and so um, <laughs> literally on that day, we see him kind of uh, winding a string around his finger <laughs> as, he's, as he's sort of telling a story to the boys. And then he's winding up old Christopher Lloyd and Roger Rabbit. And, you know, oh, look, he's over here, sir. Oh, he's over there. Oh, he's over there now. And he's shooting at all these places. And then finally he shoots one last time. And you're, like, and you're wondering, has he killed him? Yeah. And, again, we, our, our alignment switches at a really strange place because we don't get to see him take off. We just see them I'm discover him. I'm shaking it, boss. I'm yeah. shaking it. I'm shaking it, boss. <laughs> and, sure enough, we find out that uh, he's scarpered off again. Yeah, he has. Um, and so, and how does he make more headway the second time round when he's shackled, and they're right there? Because they would chase after him straight away. Yeah, I don't know. How, how does he get more headway? It does make he is like sitting there, like pulling. I'm right here, boss. I'm right here. I'm right here. And then, like, he's like, he's gone, and he's like a half a mile down the road already. Like, <laughs> how long did he get in that four seconds between? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I'll give you that. Um, Luke runs into some children. Uh, he kind of uses reverse psychology to make them produce an axe. <laughs> the poor kid. <laughs> oh, the kid likes like I oh, love this. He won't. He won't let me chop. I like how he comes out with swinging it a little bit. You oh, know, he's like getting himself ready. Yeah. He's, he's warming up. <laughs> and then when he's told he can't do it, his world is broken. <laughs> That's brilliant. From the other kids, he gets chili powder, pepper, and something else. Something else, yeah, some salts or something. Yeah, to make the the dog sneeze, which would have been great if it worked at all. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, because we get this great moment, and he's laughing as he runs along. Uh, and then uh, back in the bunkhouse, um, there's a magazine for Dragline from his uncle in Atlanta. And oh, I, they find this picture and identify it really quickly. They do. So I'm not you... sure I would have picked up on that. Would you not? No. I have gone great. He gave me a magazine. I wouldn't leaf through each page trying to figure out what could be in it or da 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 da. <laughs> Wasn't it? Um, I thought it was a magazine like, with about women. Was it? So I, I, I don't know. I'm assuming it was. That's why they were pouring their way through it. I just think they were looking for any sort of inspiration, really. Oh, okay. I think it was because he he's also like, oh, that's my uncle who's never spoken to me for for many years, and maybe I'm giving Dragline way too much considering he's a complete idiot. This film, yes. But if if your uncle who's never spoken to you for however many years sends you something not soon after someone that you know has escaped prison, I think that's for maybe. us. And you know, you know when they're flicking through it, right? There's that picture of cool Luke yep. with, with the women, right? Yep. It flips yep. open to that, right? <laughs> Virtually straight away, right? They even try and avoid it to start with. Yeah. And uh, wouldn't the people who had that come in, the bosses would have just gone through it and just gone, oh, oh, look at that. Look uh, at that falling out of there. Yeah, yeah, do you know what I mean? But it's, he even calls himself Luke in it. He does, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's Luke with two girls, and the picture becomes legendary. And, you know, this is him. This is his story. He is their hero. He is the one who unifies them. He's the one who got away. Mm. They can imagine. They Oh, wouldn't it be great? Oh, I'd wish I was him living that life. Yeah. I'd have shown them what to do. And it's that wish fulfillment. It gives that, them the light, doesn't it? Give, give them, them hope. Give them hope. Yeah. Give them hope. 
hope they'll never use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it lets them see through their days, imagining what it must be like for him. Mm-hmm. And then they bring him back. And he's got two <laughs> sets of chains. And he goes, the picture's a phony. And a he big says, fat phony. It's a phony. Leeches. Stop feeding off me. Yeah. And they are. They are, yeah. They are. Um, and Dragline won't have a bar of it. But he's like, I, I did it for you. It was a trick. It's a this. It's a that. But we saw it, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to make, to make it a trick, I mean, back he would have had to gone there dressed up in the suit. I don't know. With the two girls. I don't know. I think he's trying to say that was somehow superimposed. Yeah, maybe. I think he's trying for, to. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Unless Cost him like, week's wages. Some- photo place where he was just able to get it done this place no idea how we got the money for it well he, like, what he says he's had a job it cost him a week's wages yeah and it was only oh, for a second yeah. week or something like that his boss turned him in yeah yeah, yeah. um and again we don't get to see this we're we're, we're, no. we're kept removed from this at this point and so they put him in the box and then they bring Back him out and they give him three times the food deeds everyone else and we're reminded if you don't clean your plate you go in the box and so the men eat the food for him. Yeah. yeah. When I first watched this as a kid, I remember thinking, oh, they turned on him. No, they, they're they, helping him. Yeah. Yeah. I know that. I know that. Oh, okay. yeah. But at the time when I first watched it, I thought, oh, he's been in that box. That's taking all his food. <laughs> and this film loved to give us hope and then take it away because we get through to the end of the yeah. week and Dragon goes, you survived the week. There's a whole day and a half to rest up now before we have to like go out there again. And as soon as that happens, they go, Luke. Come, Come over here, here Luke. <laughs> Why is your dirt in boss so-and-so's ditch? Take it out. And so he goes ahead and he starts to take it out. And then a few hours later, someone else comes around and goes, what's all your dirt doing on my yard? So he has to fill it, and they wait for him to fill it. I don't know, boss. Yeah. And then he starts, not back chatting, but not, no. not back chatting at this point. And then he breaks, and he's like, just please don't hurt me. Please don't hit me again. And he's broken. But is he? That's the oh, thing. Oh, he is. He is. He so yeah. is. I think he is. He so point. is. But there's yeah. so many I was different like, things. Are they making him dig his own grave? No, because like, this is literally just lying. The conversation's about who he is versus who Drag yeah. needs him to be yeah. and who the boys need him to be. Yeah. But he's not. He's broke. I mean, this is this is psychological I, I, torture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think he's broken. But, I mean, as it goes on. Because even the guy. Well, we'll talk about it when we get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so. Um, in the background, we hear the and the guys are singing songs. You know, ain't no grave gonna hold my body down, yeah. which was eventually. I mean, I don't know if it was Johnny Cash originally, but it was definitely redone in his later years. Uh, yeah, Johnny yeah. Cash did do it. Didn't he? Um, and then He's holding on to the old boss's ankles, isn't he? He's sent to get himself cleaned up, and he comes back in, and he's can't even make it up to his bunk. And he's on the floor, and then one of the guys gets so mad, he goes out and tears up the picture out of the magazine. Yeah. Because he's turn on him. Because he's not that guy. Because you're the guy. Because now you're the guy who conforms. You're just like us. Yeah. When the man who gives you hope no longer has hope, like all the morale is gone. Like everything tumbles. Yeah. No one helps him when he falls. Yeah. Yeah. All the guys know, sell him in the bunkhouse. They won't talk to him. Where are you now? As he says. Yeah. The next day, and he's like the lapdog for Judge Doom. (laughs) Yeah. It is Judge Doom. That's it. Not Doctor. Yeah, it's Judge yeah, Doom. Yeah. Luke, fetch the water. Here comes the whipping boy. boy. But he doesn't look like a, like a, like a, like a lap dog. He's like, yeah. he's like the yes, guy sir, who's... I'll do that, sir. This is like Ethan when we did Newsies on the Talk of the Mickey feed. <laughs> and Christian Bales turned into like, you know, the corporate stooge. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, Luke, fetch the rifle. So he goes and gets the rifle. 
and the boss shoots something that's already dead in the water. Go fetch it, Luke. And he finds it and goes, hey, look at the mirror. And he goes, go get something else. And then he gets in the truck and drives away. <laughs> and See, that's what makes me think, you know, was he playing the long game? No. No, I know. I know. In my <laughs> mind, it was opportunist. He was saying, oh, yeah, I've got an opportunity here. Yeah, I'm going to take it. Yep. Dragline went in with him as well. Uh, and then afterwards... Uh, they're in the woods and dragline thinks Luke breaking was all a ruse. I see it now. It was all just, you were all just, you didn't, you never really broke. You were fine. And he says, no, I, I broke. Mm. I wasn't playing anything. You know, I'm not all planned. He says, I haven't planned anything in my life. <laughs> and he's like, we can go to, he's like, no, no, we're I'm going to go here. You're going to go there. This is never about us. This no, was about, never, yeah, was. never was. Dragline likes getting the shine from him, but you know, all, all Luke's ever done is just get back up. Yeah, which is why they hated him when he goes, "Don't hurt me anymore," because he 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 stays down, yeah, yeah and begs does. off, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so uh, Luke's gonna go on his own, and they split, and he goes into a barn. Well, I don't think it's a church; I think it's a I, barn. I, I oh no, I think it is a. It I is think a it might be like one of those farm church things where it's like a mix of. Where they have like a, a an area of worship in the the farmland. No, because well, when you look at it, some... it's, it's got that sort of towery. Does, does, does it does it have like a steeple or like yeah. a cross at the top? Because well... if because when we talk about how the movie ends, if you're doing that in a church, like that's huge. Well, I think it is. Okay. I think he is because he talks. We'll take a look. Yeah. So he goes in and he has a bit of a has a bit of a prayer, a bit of a talk with God. Mm. He's come and, to Jesus talk. Yeah, I come to Jesus talk. And he says, uh, look, I know I'm evil, but you haven't really dealt me a hand I can win, which is interesting because we think back of the hand that he couldn't win earlier, and yeah, he just yeah. plays it right. Yeah. He can't play. He, he's running out of hands. Like eventually, you you, you got to show your cards. Yeah. And he's like, I can't win with the hands I'm getting dealt. He says, you made me how I am. How am I supposed to fit in? And what am I supposed to do? What do you got in mind for me now? And he kneels and prays, and he looks up. There's nothing. No, nope. just quiet, and he goes, "Yeah, it's what I thought." And then it's the cops and Dragline, yeah, who show up. And Dragline, I thought for a minute Dragline might have been a ghost <laughs> or no. a figment of his imagination. I, I, I think he's been caught. Oh, he has been caught. I thought for a moment, like no, literally. I mean, I mean, because before again, when I watched it, when I first watched it, I thought he had he'd been on the run from them and led them to him. But now, subsequently, as a, as an older person watching it, you can see that he'd been caught and said, "Look, I will bring him in for you." Yeah. He thinks he's doing a favor. Yeah, he, th- he does. But he doesn't realize yeah. he's getting played. He, no. Yeah, he's even like, well, they they said they'll be nice to you if you if you come now and all that. Like, he's like we can even he, go he's, sleep. He's, yeah. We can even go sleep in our own bunks. Yeah, yeah. 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 Kind of like let, Lenny and George. Like, it is. It is. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's a man who's completely devoid of like any real hope, so he believes everything anyone says, no matter what, because he thinks that's his way out. He got out for a cu- to the mat. He got out for a couple hours. Like realism, didn't and, he? And to him, that's a story he can tell time, that's his story. And time and yeah. time again. I got help, boys. And that's what he wants. He wants to tell the story. Yeah. Um, Dragon says to me, they won't even whip you. And then, God bless him. Uh, Luke opens the door and he goes, what we got here is a failure to communicate. <laughs> and he gets shot in the neck. Yeah, by Judge Doom. Judge Doom. What's a bullet through him? See, even the other... Now, if you do this in a church, like, this is huge. Even the other... That is a churchy place. I swear to God. Oh, no. <laughs> well, you know. So was Luke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> but even the bo- the other bosses look at the, the Judge Doom and go... I don't know if it's that or if it's just the idea that he just finally pulled the trigger. 
Oh, okay. I don't know if he was authorized. The cops probably didn't think he was authorized to do that. No. He did say, you run away one more time, I will shoot you. He did say that, yeah. So, you know, it's hard. He did. So they'd obviously made promises. He did, he did, well, they did. To Dragline. Yeah. But he did exactly what he told us he would. See, yeah, we're not yeah. there for that. We have to trust drag lines, which, which I do. I don't think drag's lying. No. But, I mean, we saw him say, next time you run away, I will shoot you. Yeah, and he yeah, went, yeah. okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so, Luke looked shocked himself. Because he's always just been able to kind of just, okay, what's up next? Yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah. what's up next? I'm in the box. I'm in this. I'm in this. I'm in this. And some real, like, um, consequences for his actions have just occurred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you do? Um, Dragline comes out slowly with Luke, um, and they, they take Luke off of him and he assaults the judge doom. Yeah. I got mm. so, well, come this is, on. This will be part of our, of our watch along that you'll have. You'll have Liam going, yeah! <laughs> take him down. <laughs> take his eyes out. And I'm like, yeah. uh, did his eyes come out? I, I didn't notice that. Did his eyes come out? Mm, well, or he was he... fumbling around for his, was he? Yeah, okay. like he was like like he couldn't see. Okay, so I, I assume he did yeah. some sort of damage to him. I don't Maybe. know because because we never go back to him because they they make a big thing about his eyes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, and the glasses of a last thing that are there, and they get you know driven driven over. In a yeah, second. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Luke gets put into a um into a car. It says we're going to prison hospital. The prison hospital's an hour an away. An hour away. Yeah. We're doing what we're doing, and so Luke's not going to make it. No, no. But again, you don't see him not make it. But when the car runs over the sunglasses, he's got a big smile. Yeah. And we cut to drag line, surrounded by the boys, telling him the story. He was a real and he world was smiling that smile. He had all the smiles he had from the movie. Yeah. Anyway, and even though he was, he knew whatever he was, he was going ahead and, and you know he was smiling. And as we close out, we get a sort of superimposition of the picture mm-hmm. that has now been taped back up and mended yeah yeah and so he gets to live on and what he always was to them which was a legend but now he's a legend who can't learn let, let them down no, that's true because he doesn't have to be a human anymore he can just be an idea a concept a spirit a smile a rebellious having guy. drag line there will always reinforce yep that time they got out and what is movie making? having him die outside of prison as well like the concept is he talks back to them he talks back to their their captors as well dying Technically, at his own hand. They never had to see him die. No. Yeah. And they just got to hear the word. Yeah. yeah he ran away, and they finally got him. And what is movie making, if not storytelling? Exactly. So smart just another version of it. Well. Yeah. So that is a cool and hand, Luke. Luke. Tell you what, old movies tend to have a slower pacing to them. Yeah. So we I mean we got through this in nice tidy amount of time there. We did. Yeah. That was all right. We did. Um, let's go ahead and, uh, we're in the end game now. And we are on the end game now. Liam, we need a random word, buddy. Random word. Well, I said two words. All right. What we got? World shaker. World shaker. Yeah. He says he's a real world shaker. He's a real world shaker. Yeah. There we go. World shaker. (sighs) Um, Julian, don't let me down. <laughs> Usual sort of stuff. How about the money first? So it gets made for three point two million dollars. Wow. What's what? Well, was was that wow? Because it wasn't much, or wow? Because it was a lot. It's nineteen sixty-seven. Wow, because it's not much, but in the economics money, blockbusters didn't exist like, yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sixty-seven. So, so think about it. It's just, I mean, it's, it's a stretch of road. Like, look at yeah, about, yeah, about yeah. the locations you're invested in. It wasn't <laughs> yeah. much, was it? No. So three point two million. What's the ticket home? I think it was a hit. Because that really resonated with me as a kid. So, ooh, I'm going to say 
18 million? 18 million. Ethan. Uh oh, I thought I was really lowballing, but I'm putting like then uh 30 million. It is Liam, you're close. Oh, really? 16.2. Woo! Now that's global. Yeah. Wow. Now, how My much? My brain was like, how, oh, 50. That's got it. That's got to be like low. No. <laughs> no. It's got multiples <laughs> of the budget. Here's the next question. How much of that do you think came from outside Canada and the U.S.? Uh, two. Two million? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Ethan? Very low. Uh, three. Three million? The correct answer is $321. <laughs> really? <laughs> that's it. You got the numbers.com. I was like, I go, am I reading that right? I was like, no, I'm reading that right. Yeah, $321. That's it must have only played at, it must have made it with three over here through television airings and things like that, but not yeah. actually released in cinemas, no? Like, yeah, I guess people wouldn't have really got it over here, I guess. Maybe. It was 67 as well. So I, I don't, they don't distribute everything like that much do they no 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 nor do we have no, records and it could be the matter of maybe there were some but they didn't have record i don't know but yeah it's generally quite hard to find international records from before 1985 so well, when i found this i was like oh weird and also i mean probably the same with movies uh with music back in the 60s you'd have an american artist record a song and you'd have an english artist record the same song yep it wasn't until later on that they started then transferring the american artists over and having their songs over here. So, I mean, the oh. classic one is Scylla Black. You've lost that love and feeling. Okay. She re- she recorded that You've Lost That Love and Feeling, but the Righteous Brothers did it. Oh, yes. First. Theirs is far superior to hers. Yes. And hers started climbing the charts. Theirs came over and went straight straight up. Yeah. And, and hers went down. Simple as that. Uh, they probably did the same with the movies. Probably didn't transfer too well over, you know, like British British movies wouldn't transfer I mean, too well over in keep America. Keep in mind, you also just ship like real physical reels of yeah. tape, right? Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah, a much yeah. different process than than now, where you just go, just download it all over the world. Yeah, exactly. You know, the movie cinema that we went and saw, you know, no, no time to die, and usually that would have been like it was shown in America for, and then three months later we yeah. would have gotten it here, and yeah, then yeah. you know a year and a half later you're looking at your more re- remote markets around the world. Yep. As opposed to now, where everybody just turns their broadband on, downloads it from from the secure server, and then everybody's watching it on on day one. I can't get over how things in cinemas would like when we were kids would come out six months later. You'd get it on rental. Yep. Now, I mean, that's like a month. The window's like seventeen weeks from like yeah, from when it launches to when it shows up. It's yeah, weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's really quick. I can watch Black Widow now for free on Disney Plus. Yeah, free right. guy. It's wild. Free guy is already free. Yeah, on Disney yeah, Plus. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. That's crazy it is turnaround. Crazy. Um, Gave it a watch. Four uh, Academy Award nominations, and it won one. Ooh. And it was for an acting or well, acting performance, male or female. Um, <laughs> <laughs> was it the woman in the car? Yes, it was. <laughs> no. a- a- any guesses who won the, the Academy Award for this? Uh, Paul Newman, it's got to be. Yeah, I can't see anybody in it. George Kennedy. No oh, way. He wins Best Supporting Actor for this. No way. I can I can see that. I can see that. Can you? 60s, different. Acting he's, was different. He's uh, a character. Newman's nominated. Newman doesn't win. Who, I, don't know, who, I don't know. I don't know oh, who wins. Okay. But I know Newman doesn't win. Newman's brilliant in this. Uh, keep in mind, they're not up against each other. No, Two I different know. Categories. I know. I know. But, you know, I don't, I don't rate George Kennedy. <laughs> Whose story is it? The Chain Gangs. <laughs> I'm gonna go with I think it's I think it's, uh, it's, it's, it's all of them in the game. I, I think it's Dragline story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really do because we don't follow Luke when he gets out. 
You know, if we followed him. It's the idea about what do they need Luke? Luke's an idea. Yeah. Luke's a concept. He's a spirit. Yeah. He's not real. He's not a spirit really. that comes into it and then yeah. he's something to cling on to. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, what yeah. he is. Where was it? I don't know. Oh, oh <laughs> whose story is it? What was the story? I think those kind of line in kind of together. I think it is the idea about what do you need when you're trapped and have no hope? You need something to give hope, and he's the symbol of it. Symbol of hope, yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, think about why he's in there in the first place, and he ends up dead. Yeah. It's such a drastic shift. It's, I mean, yeah. if he'd just done something minor like grievous bodily harm or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> That's not what I meant. <laughs> you know that. Oh, I really wish Georgia was here. Maybe it's in her notes. Role of women. Wow. Now, it is a Both movie. Women. It, it's a movie about men. Men yeah, who are yeah, trapped yeah, up, yeah. men who are sexually frustrated. And so there's a little bit of a, I mean, it's a little porkies, isn't it's it? It's homoerotic. It's, it's homoerotic when they all sit there and lust after the a girl woman? washing yeah. the car? I, I think so. I, I, I think it's everyone's trying. <laughs> no, I, no, I, no, I no, wish no, the no, listeners no, could, could see. Liam and I just no. locked eyes going, <laughs> what is he on about? <laughs> hear me out. Hear me out. There uh. is this. It might just because I'm I'm studying this currently, but there is a concept in film where uh, everything's hypersexualized, hypermasculine for certain people, and there is nothing more homoerotic than guys together lusting after something, and they're all sweaty, and they're all trying to one up each other on how much they're lusting after something to prove their heterosexuality. If I may, all. yeah, I had the misfortune of going to see <laughs> Twilight eclipse is that the third one yeah. second one i think oh, yeah. but it was new moon or eclipse oh, whatever the yeah, second I one is i don't know yeah, yeah. yeah um because my wife at the time wanted to go see it and it was with the, so i was like all right we'll, we'll go see it and i was one of like eight guys <laughs> in the cinema right and i may never forget there was this mother and this daughter beside me and just women and, and when t- which one's the werewolf is that jacob uh, yeah, I've okay. seen it. When Jacob yeah, takes his long shirt long. off and he's got like the fifteen pack, <laughs> fifteen pack, the collective female sexual moment that I experienced in that cinema. <laughs> now, Ethan, by your logic, this is homoerotic. What I've just <laughs> sat through? No, no, no. Not in that. It's the concept that like everyone is one upping themselves on like how sexually charged they are about this one thing it's the concept that they're all together in this one place and everything they do is about that their sexuality their prowess showing that they're like the alpha the macho one that's what uh thingy lion's whole thing is like his drag lines thing is showing yeah drag lines i heard thingy lion was his uh i was like tagline fragline that kind of crustacean line yeah <laughs> but his, his whole thing is showing that he's the top dog and it's this idea that the second that uh luke is there that that power balance shifts and he's now almost fantasizing about him like romanticizing this concept of him maybe not in like a like a basic homosexual way but it's the, this this way that it, it, it propels it from just like a sexual loss to this obsession of everything is him and he wants to be like him. And it's like a, it, it's not like a sexual homoeroticism, but it's just this consistent thing. But they're all sweaty. They're all lusting. I like this scene. <laughs> <laughs> 
I look forward to your yeah. be- your bestie ballad where this woman wins best supporting actress this year. Yeah. I like how it went quiet. Yeah. I like this scene quiet. Well, like, I don't think was uh, okay. Try try try, try, yeah, try it again. Yeah. I like this scene. Of course you do. Yeah. <laughs> That's my other option. To come back yeah. I liked it as a kid. I like it now. It's, I mean, this is, but this is a, for lack of a better word, I think Ethan touched on it here. This is a man's movie, and I mean, not in movie, the, yeah. I mean, in a negative way, but I mean, like, it's a story about men and the relationships between men in a system, you know, it would have, it would have been out of, I said we said with the usual suspects, it would have been out of place for there to be more female interaction in this film. It would have been out if of I place. If I had to describe this in one word, it would be brotherly. Yeah. It's about the, the brotherly love and, like, acceptance of one another in these stories and support that scene when the they're all singing the hymns as luke's digging essentially his own grave repeatedly it's it's support it's it's this brotherly love and acceptance of him as the the their messiah but if you think about it um dragline and what he does when he's talking about um whatever he called the girl lucette lucille 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 yeah. and he's describing every inch of her body and it ticks Luke off. I mean, this is no different than when he talks about Luke after the fact. Yeah. He gives the men hope. Now, they're never going to actually manage to go ahead and get with this girl. No. But they talk. It's like if you were on a desert island and you started talking about all the food you want to have. When, you yeah. get out of here. when I get out of here, I'm going to have ice cream sundaes. And I'm going to have. Now, is, is it a bit of torture? Maybe, but it's also a bit of escapism. No yeah. different than if you're sitting there poor and you're thinking, if I won the lottery tomorrow, yes. and you sit around going, what would you spend your money on? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. all they're doing here. And there's a nice. And we've all done that. And there's a nice. Because for a few minutes you get to be with Lucille. Or for a few minutes, you get to be on the run with Luke. As it turns out, Dragline wasn't equipped in the slightest to be on the run. But he liked the idea of being on the run. And now for the rest of his days, he can brag what time he was on the run. He can one-up everybody. And it makes him... If he's Jesus... If if yeah, yeah, if yeah. if Luke's Jesus, then this makes him Peter or John the Baptist or something like because that. Because right hand man. They showed you that bit where he's on the cross, yeah. laying on the table yeah. like as Jesus. Like, like he he he's is their not, Messiah. Yeah. He is yeah. their martyr. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he always refers to him. He's like, oh my beautiful boy. He's my boy. Like that. This is his thing. He'll cling on to that. Then he betrays him. Like oh wow, like Simon yeah. Peter or like Judas. I got two levels. Wow. How's this, Reverend Bruce? How am I doing today? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we've got that. Uh, favorite character? So, oh, I, I think we've skated around. Roll of Women, obviously not very good. No, it's not. No. But you can't really expect much from this. No. It's kind of where I'm going with this. Can I have an honorable It's mention? a story about men who are sexually frustrated in jail with each other. It, it makes sense that the, the role of women is so objectified and, and hypersexualized. Cool. Um, favorite character, Liam. And yes, go ahead, have a supporting or okay. have an honorable mention. <laughs> My honorable mention goes to Lucille. Of course it does. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what about your main one? My main one is Luke. He's the guy. Oh, Luke, yeah. He's the one I I I was drawn to when I first watched it. He's the one who I related not not everything to, but I had moments of you know the defiance in things. As a kid, I was a bit defiant. Is Lucille not just the feminized version of the name Luke? Ooh. Oh. Yes, it is. Does this work with my theory of homoeroticism? <laughs> Ethan's like, before I chime in, does this make my argument stronger? <laughs> if I was you, I'd probably argue it does, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just a thought. Uh, okay, so Luke and then honorable mention to Lucille. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Ethan. Um. 
Dragline, I think his story is so interesting as this person who has been uh, put down by the higher power and the second he has any chance, because the entire time he's he's pretending he's the strongest one. He he is the macho man. And the second someone comes to usurp that title ever so slightly, he, he bends the knee. He, he worships that as the figure because he knows he can't do it. And eventually, even when he's like, oh, I could I could change. I could continue to fight this higher power. He struggles and he just falls into his own lie. I think it's tragic and very moving. Remember, you don't get a name until Dragline gives you a name. So he's in charge of telling your story in a sense. He he is, yeah. Mm. I like this sort of thread about storytellers I've sort of stumbled upon here. Um, Mm. For me, there's there's not a whole lot of characters they really invest in. There's the captain. Yeah um there's some of the bosses they all kind of mold into one even even judge doom kind yeah, of there's a bunch of the bosses they just all kind of turn into one figure of malice together, yeah. yeah yeah um then outside of that it's i mean even when he said at the, near the end we'll get the third one and we'll be the trio again I'm like, who's the third guy is that is that moko oh moko is that something i think that's um dennis hopper isn't it but not that dennis uh, hopper no you go ahead and look um but Lou antonio is uh coco oh, oh sure yeah but I, I couldn't i couldn't really figure it out no so i'm sitting there going there's not a whole lot of characters i think it's luke i think luke is my favorite because he is the enigma yeah he's the interesting one uh it's a film that definitely dedicated a lot of time to eating eggs didn't it yeah, yeah. so i'll go with that i guess i I liked them when they were together, and one of the notes I skipped over earlier, and I should have mentioned it, was this movie's a lot better when Luke and Hardline, not Hardline, Dragline, <laughs> Dragline. When, when Luke and Dragline are together. Yeah, it's a yeah, much yeah. better movie. Because even, even if he's even if Luke's not really engaged in the in, in the in the buddy duo thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. I preferred that. Yeah, um, I, you surprised me. I thought he was going to go for Dean Stanton. No, nah, he was just there. Yeah, like, what does he do? True. Sing. <laughs> <laughs> he plays an instrument which i appreciate but he didn't do anything for the story uh best moment best element my best moment is the boxing scene i know, yeah. you, I know you're surprised because you thought it was gonna be lucille <laughs> but my best scene is the boxing scene because that sets up the how you see him he doesn't give up and and that's why it's an important that, scene it is an important scene he doesn't give up and when he does give up that's why it has more gravity Okay. So, yeah, the boxing scene for me. Uh, Even that little punch he does, though, yeah. it's more of a slap, really. <laughs> Ethan? Um, I, it's the, the brothers' hymn sing-along together as uh, Luke is just losing every bit of hope. I've, it's so powerful that they're trying to just continue that that struggle along with him, and they never turn away their, their support, their love, their... But, the the following of him as this Jesus figure is exactly. Very but think about supportive. what they're singing to him. I mean, yeah, you, yeah. you know, the you know, ain't no grave can hold my body down. Yeah. So there's that Jesus metaphor being continued. Yeah. But also the idea that they're like, you know, stay true to your principles until death. Yeah, I'm like, jeez. Yeah. When does it stop? When do, when do you guys get to like stand up for something besides just give me a soundtrack to die to? <laughs> yeah, I think it's great. It shows that like they are these. Not pathetic, but yeah, actually, yeah, no, pathetic is the best word because they have no concept of of reality. They've been stuck in there for so long. They yeah. see this one figure as as they're out, their freedom because he's he's made it even for a like a couple seconds, and they they want to follow in his 
suicidal almost footsteps. Do you remember? I think it's tragic. Do you remember when we did Catch Me If You Can? Yeah. And we talk about, um, oh, Christopher Walken's character. And how he he just wants to keep hearing how he's got him on the run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the whole prison guards are all Christopher Walkens. They are, (laughs) They just just all want him to, come on, keep him on the run. (laughs) Let's live vicariously through you. Um, You guys kind of took my, I was sort of rumbling between three scenes. You guys have taken, you know, where he he won't stay down, where he does stay down. Mm -hmm. So I'll go the prayer scene. Yeah, in the church. In the church. on my short list. And it's just him and... Uh, honorable mention, of, but to the, the the whole banjo bit, I just appreciate that as an acting moment. Mm, yeah. But the scene where he comes out and he's having this chat with God, and it pulls on all the threads we talked about earlier in the, in, in the film. Yeah, and so it makes me go. Um, I mean, you can see you can see it was a book first. It, it, it's 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 well crafted as a script. It's really well crafted. So mm-hmm. props to the script as a whole. For a script doesn't say a whole lot at times. Uh, I thought it was fairly cohesive, and um, Paul Newman does a great job with it. Oh, amazing job. Mm. Um, so let's go now with a grumble. A grumble, shall we? My grumble is a big grumble. It's Don't tell me it's the safety pin held. <laughs> <laughs> God dang it. How did you know this? <laughs> oh, well, let's see the other windscreen. Oh. No. Um, it was the dogs. It was the animals. Oh, yeah. Even the snake. I believe that was a real snake. Yeah, I have no idea. Back then, it could have been. I reckon yeah. that was a real snake. And I don't like the fact that that was killed to do that. I mean, I'd like to think it wasn't, but that looked real to me. Um, and the dogs um, pushing through the fence. Yeah. You know, credit to that dog, though, for his acting chops for playing, playing dead <laughs> when he's carrying him. Yeah. I don't know how you they know? did that. Yeah. Um, that better not have been a real dog. Um, real dead dog, I mean. <laughs> I don't think it was a real dead dog. It could no. have been a puppet or it could have been tranked. Oh, that better not have been. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's and, my, and that's- I, I didn't do my usual amount of pre-research because I wanted to give you an honest first watch. So yeah. some of these, th- I don't want spoilers. So I had to no. leave some of these stuff off to the side. But yeah, it's the treatment of animals basically in this film. I don't like. Um, yeah, I, I just I, I never liked it as a kid, and I don't like it now. Okay, uh, Ethan, I don't really have one per se. If I if like I I really tried and picked at straws, like the length is a bit of a, an issue with how much they meander on stuff. But like the pacing wise, I'm still fine with it. <laughs> You're not wrong. They do like to like yeah. like stay there. Each thing's almost like an episode. It's very episode. You can tell it was a book. That's the, this yeah. is what I'm stumbling upon. This feels like chapters in a book. It yeah, is. yeah, exactly yeah, yeah, what yeah. it is. It is very chapter because each yeah. thing has a very chapter. Like this is our story of this day. Yeah. And then, scene. and then after the boxing scene, they went and they played poker. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and then they went and had fifty yeah. eggs. Yeah, exactly, that would be that would be a chapter, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it would. Yeah. Mm. Um, if it's me, uh, which it is, I would say that my issue with the film, part of me wants to go. I wish I was there with him, but I think we stumbled upon the idea that storytelling is such an important theme of this movie mm. that you can't do that if you're with him. True. Yeah. It was just it just felt jarring when we'd leave him. And they went, okay, you don't get to be with him anymore. Yeah. Now you have to go back to the bunkhouse. I'm like, oh, that's unfortunate. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure the bit with his mom, the visit with his mom and his brother. and the, the I'm not sure. That probably means more in, in the book than it does in the film. Was maybe yeah. a touch on it more. It felt like it was just there so we can feel sorry when she dies, which is important. But you didn't need the brother in the house and the, you don't need to come back. There was, there was a whole lot of stuff packed in there that it I was. don't think lines up. Yeah. Um, 
outside of that, uh, you know, all my issues are like, I really hate this character, but I'm, I'm supposed to. So there we go. Mm-hmm. So like when the captain throws him in, you know, his mom's got a funeral coming up and, and he's like, I'm going to throw you in, 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 in the box. I'm like, I hate you, but I'm supposed to. So there we go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Such is. Yeah. And uh, I would say this, like Paul Newman's a name who gets bantied around a lot. It's this great actor. And I haven't really seen a whole lot of Paul Newman. I've seen, uh, what was one Color of Bukita Money. Bu- Color of Money. That's, that's probably it. Yeah. Color of Money and Cars. That's the only ones I know. Oh, cars. Okay. But yeah, exactly, exactly, honestly, exactly. That's my point. He's a great actor. There's, um, there's Taron Inferno. Um, he, he, there's an old black and white movie. I've never seen it. I've seen clips of it. Um, is uh, somebody up there likes me? Yeah. Um, Steve McQueen has a little bit part in it, but Steve McQueen wanted that part, and he hated Newman for for a lot of his career because Newman got most of the roles that Steve McQueen was going for. And um, but I have never seen that movie, but they credit him as as being good in that movie. But Paul Newman has done such diverse stuff, mm-hmm. even into his later years. So, yeah, I'd recommend watching more. So, yeah, what I'm trying to get at with that was uh, I, I appreciated it and went, no, dude's not, it's not overrated. It's not one of the ones you see a classic and you go, oh, he's not really as good as they say. I thought it was really, really strong. Now, granted, it's, it's a mm-hmm. bit, it's a bit of a one note. Well, no, not really. Actually, it's not one note because that bit where he breaks, it's real. I yeah. really think it's real. Yeah. Oh. And he's not afraid he's to show it. Guy's fantastic in this. And the, even, yeah. in the, even in the silent moments, you can see his acting through his eyes and through his gestures and movement yeah and they're just slight they're not big movements right you know so there's um that so um everybody's best role ever i don't know enough i don't know enough about anybody i don't i really, really can't claim you know, this i've seen enough. dean stanton harry dean stanton in a lot of things but he's only ever been bit part yeah like i know him from big love and things like that and apparently he was in the green mile but that's yeah. he doesn't do it he, he just, it's definitely he not just, his best role in this. No. no 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 <laughs> so uh ethan i think we've hit that time where it's age game age game let's I never want to hurt my age what's my age again what's my age again play the age game um as always a million thanks to moonlight social for a yeah. little age game diddy uh ethan you're up what you got yeah so first we've got paul newman luke i struggle with this because <laughs> only because right they all look a lot older than what they are and i'm gonna be sh- i'm gonna be shocked by how old paul newman is in this <laughs> uh i'm gonna go oh i gotta say 30 something i'm gonna go 31 really that early yeah. Oh, Jesus. Maybe you're right. Oh, God, I'm panicking now. 35. 42. What? Yeah, good. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I had to double check these. Like, he was born 1925 or 22. It was one of the two. Like, he was born... I had to really double check a lot of these because it would just it blew my mind. The only reason I went what was because, like, we're 41. I mean, we're yeah. Not, we're not that oh. far from him. <laughs> 42. <laughs> well, there we are then. And honestly, Ian, you don't look half his age. I mean, you look half his age. <laughs> I look half his age. Geez. Um, okay, something else, uh, Ethan, or is that it? Yeah. Uh, oh, no, we've got a couple. Okay. We've got uh, Strother Martin, who was the, the captain or Judge Doom. Oh, Judge Doom. He's, he's hard. Oh, it's hard to guess him. He's behind sunglasses the whole time. 48. <sighs> 40. Liam's on the money. He's 48. Woo! Clearly, you know how to read the age of sunglasses more. Than <laughs> uh, we have the man who will follow Luke into death. It's George Kennedy Dragline. Okay. 
He seemed younger as in like immature younger. I know he's playing a character, but I mean thirty seven. Thirty four. Forty two as well. Wow. The hairline made me think older. I, I don't was know how to do this. By that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I always think older, but then I'm Jeez. thinking they, they were... Whenever I go older in these older films, they go, they're yeah, younger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah go and on. And then, finally, we have J.D. Cannon or Society Red, so the one who puts them away. Oh. What? Who's this? Uh, Society Red. He's the one who, I, I believe, puts them away uh, at, uh, at the beginning. Oh, buddy, I don't know. I, I can't even. I can't even picture who the person is. No, I can't. So I think that's probably that. I'm supposed to yeah, go for like Dennis a... Hopper or um, Dean Stanton or or or, or the captain or the captain. Yeah, or, or Lucille. I did do the captain. <laughs> oh, or, oh, well, did you? Well, uh, yeah. Go on then. Uh, the captain, uh, fifty-six. Oh no, we did the captain. Who was the captain? Captain's there. Strother well, Martin. Got here is a failure to. Yeah, no, I know that. But which would I remember that we've done. We've, t- we've done we've done judge luke doom. we've done judge doom you're not mistaking judge doom as being the captain are you oh no i've got mine mine written wrong sorry oh, for flipping oh. sake. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry. jd cannon is uh judge doom and the captain is not judge doom <laughs> so 48 is the captain yes Judge- okay, so I don't know that. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> see, I, I would have guessed the captain older. Yeah, I would have <laughs> done. I would have yeah. done. I'll go back to 40 for, for Mr. Sunglasses. 42. Uh, 45. Oh, <laughs> uh, right. okay. All right. I went 42. Are, are we done? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a mess. <laughs> that was a mess. It's because the IMDBs, like, for who they are, are so different to who they are now that I'm trying to, like, figure them out all right um i'll do some critics really quickly here uh we've got uh let's do john mahoney from the hollywood reporter obviously a more modern uh take on it uh well written by pierce and pearson and acted by a most talented ensemble of performers luke succeeds as both a highly humorous and deeply dramatic study of the immolation of human spirit in captivity and as an allegory Uh, i'm looking for something a little bit more of its time I can't really find one, so let's just go with the movie cheats slightly by hinting Newman's death as a triumph, as if all crucifixions were alike, but this is a very small carp at a very fine movie. That's Wilfred Sheed from Esquire magazine. And then finally, my spirit animal, Roger Ebert. Ebs. Thank you. <laughs> said, Luke is the first Newman character to understand himself well enough to tell us to shove off. He's through risking his net to make us happy. With this film, Newman completes a cycle, five films over six years, and together they have something to say about the current status of heroism. Whether this was anyone's original intention is doubtful, but Cool Hand Luke does draw together threads from earlier movies, especially Ombre, and it is a tough, honest film with backbone. Yeah. Get away with it. He's not bad at the whole yeah. writing thing, is he? Uh, I went ahead and put the uh, fleece out and said, what do people think about this one here? I don't think many people have seen As it, per though. usually, am I think that when yeah. you put a film out there, uh, we usually <laughs> get back with people going, haven't really seen it before. No. 
So only 13 votes this week. Sorry, folks. Uh, but we had, uh, no one said it was a poor film. 15.4% said it was okay. 385 said it was good. 46.2% said it was a great film. Oh, there we are then. We do skew mail. This is a very boys, boys, boys kind of film. So such is. Let's take a look at some of our specifics. Uh, friend of the podcast, uh, Reverend Bruce. Said a solid classic Paul Newman film. Good, not great for me. I rank it number five of his movies after the Sting, The Verdict, Absence of Malice, and Road to Perdition with Tom Hanks. Uh, he gave School Hand Luke seven out of ten. Uh, Padlock's entire movie is worth for one iconic line, which I feel like I say all the time. What we've got here is a failure to communicate. <laughs> and he gave it seven out of ten padlocks. Apologies on the stumble there. Uh, Carlo Ween says, <laughs> I love this film. Released in the heat of the Vietnam War, it's a compelling look at the contrast between authoritarian rule, rebellious nature, and general distrust in leader figures. Paul Newman is excellent as a man that just can't win but still refuses to lose. Pretty damn good there, yeah, Carlo. Nice right? job, buddy. Well done, Carlo. Uh, Ed from the Film Effect says, I like this a lot. Such a classic film that I'm happy to see you guys covering for the show. Newman was born for this performance. Looking forward to this one. Uh, friend of the podcast, Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. Says, I am with all the people who have not seen this film but have it on their list. This may convince me to finally give it a go, though. Do it. <laughs> and then finally, Destroy All Movies wrote, he can eat 50 eggs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he can. Thank you for that. So, you know, Gaston. How many eggs does Gaston eat? Uh, uh, he'd five four dozen. dozen four dozen eggs. So, yeah, he's, he's right on that sort of line. He is, isn't he? Yeah. Can, can, could he beat Cool Hand Luke in an Ooh, egg off? I don't know. We need to find that out. <laughs> the ultimate mashup. Cool Hand yeah. Gaston. <laughs> um, so that just really kind of leaves things for uh, our our um, choices here. Yeah. So let me read George's while you guys are thinking about yours. And uh, give, Liam, it'll give you a chance to think of what comes after your number. Yeah. Because <laughs> I always go with some <laughs> random. Uh, this is from Georgia. Hello, I really wanted to be on the pod this week, as I'd missed last week, having even watched the film on Thursday evening, knowing I'd be busy over the weekend. However, it's not happened. Nothing serious, just got a bit of a cold and have been outdoors all weekend, so a warm bed and an extra two hours sleep was calling me. Anyway, the film, Cool Hand Luke, was not my favorite film. I very much feel like it was made for a target audience that I don't fit into, and therefore, I don't like it, I don't get it. I felt even as a character study piece, it was pretty boring and lacked story, yet still found time for a five-minute egg-eating montage. <laughs> the characters that we do get to know anything about are still very vague. I don't believe we ever found out why Luke ends up drunk and smashing parking meters, and there's no real backstory and not much arc to his character. His gimmick is basically that he's strong-willed. Couple him with a sidekick who is pretty gross, relatively dim-witted, and has a horrendous attitude towards women. A boss with a weird voice and a henchman who seemed mysterious, but his character never went anywhere. And it's just not a film for me. I understand that I seem to be in the minority on this one, at least according to a Twitter poll. So maybe I've missed something. Let me know. Don't get me started on role of women, though. <laughs> there are ways to depict a male-heavy environment and the lust of man teasing of women without having her breasts be the size of watermelons <laughs> and using them as sponges to wash a window. Luke's mother isn't much better. She admits she'd rather be able to cut all ties of her children and forget that they're her own than deal with them, and she actively has a favorite child and one she doesn't like. Ugh. Anyway, the close-ups and camera work throughout were weird. I really didn't need to see an extreme close-up of teeth. Like I said, maybe I missed something. 
Maybe it's not meant for me. I'm going to give it three and a half out of ten. To her credit. You know what? I loved listening to that. That was great. (laughs) That was great. To her credit, she did tackle like elements of the story. Uh, She tackled, uh, I think, some sort of like film micro elements. Yeah. So I, and she talked about themes and how she's probably not, I I think she's pretty much nailed it as far as that perspective goes. Again, it's it's been a while since Georgia really hated on a film. Yeah, I know. But I I knew she wasn't going to like this. Um, because I do bring films that aren't necessarily rated well in this day and age. Yep. Um, I do think we said, though, it's a, this, is a, this, is a, this is a man's film. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a film that would challenge a lot of modern audiences as well, I think, from just, like, without analysing it heavily. Yeah. <laughs> you play grab ass, you get a knot in the box. <laughs> <laughs> do you think he was just freewheeling? Um, no, no, I, no, I don't think so at all. I think it was an absolute script. Yeah, Do you? Oh, yeah very much so. I just felt like you added a few more on there. Uh, I'm just oh, trying to guess yeah. people's oh, numbers here. Liam, numbers. you are up. What is your rating for this? Okay, my rating for this is slightly lower than I was expecting. Um, I do love this movie. Um, I always have and always will. The elements of it that I don't like, obviously, with the animals and stuff. Yeah. Um, I've always disliked that. Um, but I'm going to give this, and I never liked George Kennedy's character, Dragline, never. Okay. Um, so I'm going to give this a strong, there we are, yeah. strong eight and a half chain links away from the next guy watching Lucille. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, next time I'm not giving you the time to think of one. <laughs> Uh, Ethan, you're up, buddy. You like it when I think on my feet, because I just come out weird. <laughs> yeah. uh, I was really surprised with this film. I wasn't sure what to expect after finding out it wasn't a cowboy movie, and I'm really, really glad that I did watch this, because this is really interesting. I love when films uh, handle religious iconography and this concept of uh, theism and belief and storytelling and all this kind of stuff. So it was right up my alley with these Jesus-type characters. Um, I... I can forgive some of the the, um, the camera work just because the, I really like the story and I love the themes. Uh, so with everything, and also just Paul, he, he, Luke is a fantastic character. He's so well acted and that please don't hit me sort of thing has broke me. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm, so good. I'm giving this uh, nine come to Jesus talks out of 10. Wow. I'm way off. I really week. love I didn't this. see that coming. No, I, I had, think it's fantastic. I had, I had Ethan at seven and a half. Wow. Wow. And I had you at eight. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Ooh. This is the interesting part, because I mostly bring these films to the table because I know you haven't seen them. Yeah. And I want to see your reaction to these films. I'm so torn on this one. Because I think this film has some fundamental flaws, and not the ones. Jo- the camera works a bit all over the place. Like I really, she's a hundred percent right. Like what was he? It's like they just went. What do you want me to shoot today? And he went, I don't know. You're the camera guy. You figure it out. And he went, Fine, I'm gonna do everything. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and he's like, Yeah. Next time, I gotta get specific with him. Uh, <laughs> this film increased a whole mark over the course of the of talking about it because i did find myself stumbling upon this storytelling kind of arc and what does that mean and what do the boys in captivity need to live the life that they live when you get these sparse moments of humanity and then do you want to live a hopeless existence or do you want to live a hopeful existence but what does it mean because unlike man i'm doing it again unlike lucille 
who did who was fully aware of what she was doing yeah, and the true. service if you want to talk about it she was giving the boys and the hope she was giving them and all that sort of stuff luke never asked for that no he didn't and yet still ends up doing it and he kind of rides a line between occasionally enjoying it but then going stop stop trying to get this off of me i i'm more i am more than this idea mm-hmm. so i am going for i can't use the egg one because someone else has already used that <laughs> So I'm going to go with eight and a half. Here's your banjo. Don't come back to the house no more out of wow. 10. <laughs> yeah, I really liked it. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I really it. liked it. Uh, I think it's more, it's, a, it's a, Georgia hit on the head. It is a character study. It's not a film. It's a character yeah. study. Yeah. Um, it's a book. It's a book they put to mm. film because the things I love about this, are the things I love about books. That I'm teach. really tempted to, to pick it up and read it now. Yeah. Do you know what would have been interesting? A few years back, they did um, a West End version of this that lasted Ooh. only probably two months or something like that. Yeah. Wow. I so wanted to go see it because I want to see how they did it on the stage. And I think that's because of the storytelling. I think that's because of the book. I think you'd struggle with the Paul Newman character. Because musicals are so big it's not a musical oh sorry it was a, sta- it was it was a play a, it was a play okay less so less so but plays require people to sort of bring you in from the back row mm. and how do you do that when you're trying to play something as as as, as low-key probably why it didn't Luke. last so long yeah <laughs> i don't know but i'd love to yeah. have gone to seeing it because i doubt that'll ever ever be be on the west end again. you know what this really made me want to see go on maybe we'll see if mice and men Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah, I can I got, get that. I, I kind of want to see like just Gary Sinise and like you that know John Malkovich. That oh, must, I'm sure it does. Oh, that, that's so I'm gonna good. take a look right now on it because I really do. I don't know if it's one I'll pick necessarily anytime soon, but it just made me go. This surely has to be a, a film that we stumble upon Absolutely. at some point. It's, it's a really well done film. I just want to see if it's, it's there. a well done book oh, as well. Ninety seven percent. The Gary Sinise Lieutenant Dan it's version of it. Yeah, so good. So uh, there is that. So we have our ratings. We're coming close to episode one hundred, where I will we will yeah. count down the top ninety nine films as we get ready for our hundredth. Nice. Not in one go. We will do it in chunks of ten. I say that's a long ass podcast <laughs> no it's doing chunks of 10 as we review the movie that we're in review at day yeah, we'll just have yeah, little yeah. breaks it'll be fine mm. uh, i'll try and cut it a little bit sparse on the whole background it's a shame because it's a one of the it's got a ton of background so it might be one of these behemoths but this one's not so there we go yeah let's talk though about what we are going to be doing next week excited is the halloween Ooh. poll Ooh. which i still owe myself a button push so one second here while i set that up there's a mistake yeah, big one too. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So what happened was I put the four movies up on the thing. And when you gave your movie choice, Liam, I completely misheard what you said. So my reaction might have been slightly better if I'd realized what you'd said. Oh, okay. <laughs> I confused briefly in my head Friday the thirteenth and a nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> really? So when you said when you said Friday the thirteenth, and I went, what's that, nineteen eighty four? And you went, Oh, this is nineteen seventy nine. I'm like, I'm sure he's wrong on that. Because I was singing Freddy Krueger in my head. And oh, you were thinking okay. Jason. Oh, Jason, yeah. So, somehow then I got unconfused with the time I put it on the poll because from memory I just typed in the four films. One of them was a nightmare on Elm Street, which initially went off to but it was only up for like twenty five minutes. Oh, okay. But like huge lead at the start. And I was like, Oh and I was like, This is gonna suck. And then I think it was Russell, hey, 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 Mr. Postman, hey. who said, why'd Liam change his pick? And I went, what are you talking about, why'd Liam change his pick? I said, he, he hasn't. Has he? <laughs> no. He went, yeah, he chose Friday the 13th, at which point I got a hold of you and said, what'd you choose for your, uh, 
your thing you went Friday the 13th part one I went oh okay cool <laughs> yeah you did so I took it down <laughs> <laughs> I did wonder and then I put it up a second time and I got the year wrong for Friday the 13th I called it 1990 in brackets now, and that's just going to confuse people yeah that really did. <laughs> so, I, so I took it down again and then I put it up for a third time that's why the current poll says third time is lucky and I wondered that Friday the 13th went out to such a lead at the start I'm like oh my god really? what's going to happen and then about 12 hours later what we do in the shadows like stormed ahead wow yeah i noticed that in the replies everyone was talking about what we do in the shadows I'm like oh have i got a chance have i got a chance i saw all these gifts and really like, yeah, really doing it really 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 strong and so then is this where you say casper wins? then casper went on a huge run and at one point was what? sitting in second place wow like he was doing really 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 well so i will now read out the official oh, results that is a hell of a roller coaster in, isn't it oh and then finally yeah i will say this in fourth place friday the 13th oh okay with 15.9 percent wow. of the vote but this is where i get to have a go at at josh from your next favorite movie okay who used hashtags to try and rally support for it oh yeah That's even more Can't do that. he went it lost he went come on horror fam help me out or something like that and i was like no, no. this is something for us yeah, for, we told for the fledgling fandom <laughs> yeah. we're not recruiting people in with hashtags no. so had that of one it would have been a very similar thing to last year where oh, i would okay. have had to honor it but i would have been all grumpy and yeah, i would have yeah. gone we're gonna do the one that the fans seemed like they were into i'd rather i'd rather it win outright for its I want someone to win because yeah, yeah, our yeah. listeners not want to hear us do yeah, that. Not because, not because someone treats it as it, it, this was never supposed to be a referendum on do horror films have value. That was never it. It no, was no, no, here's no, four no. films. Which one do you want to hear us do? Yeah. And I love Josh from your next favorite movie. He's yeah. great. He had us on for best month ever. You Just did? stop trying to ruin my poll. <laughs> <laughs> it's a running theme it's, for it's, Halloween. It might be a running year. joke that I'm a control freak. But there's a little bit of truth in every joke. <laughs> in third place is Casper. Oh. Which actually wow. like really was in second place at one point. I was like, what is going on That's here? That's terrifying. That's because he's a friendly ghost. That is because I was. I, if you had told me that in the middle of horror season, that Casper <laughs> would have received more votes than Friday the 13th. That's funny. Now, second place was 25.9. First place, 37.5. Oh, so By the old. end of about day two. I was getting a hold. George messaged me and went, if Friday the 13th wins, I'm just not doing the pod. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just not doing it. So just they can just have it like that. I'm like, I don't, I said, don't think it's going to happen because what we, ha- what, we ha- uh, what we do in the shadows is winning. I said, but Beetlejuice is coming on so strong. I think by morning it'll be in the lead. And by morning at day two, oh. Beetlejuice was in the lead and never looked back. Oh, so there we are. We oh, are hey. doing Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, when Beetlejuice. You, when you mentioned Beetlejuice, I was like, yeah, that's got my vote. <laughs> <laughs> I was on. I was on a Stew World Order Productions uh, podcast we were, uh, yesterday. I was doing a guest spot. Comes out in February. But we were talking about: um, Are there any films lately that you've seen that you know you didn't like at first, and you went, "Oh, I really kind of like it now." I was doing The Dark Knight Rises, but that wasn't the reason. It was just a little side point he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, uh, I have mentioned Romeo and Juliet because I do teach it now, and I hated it when I first watched. Oh, you it. love that film. Hated it the first time I saw oh. it. Uh, but the big one for me, I said, was this one. I said, I bet you I'm about to change one. I said, it's going to be Beetlejuice. And I said, we've done a poll. I think it's going to win because I don't really like Beetlejuice. Never really did. But the older I get, the more I think that Michael Keaton is great in everything. Yes. And I think back yeah. now to the shots of him from Beetlejuice and the gifts. And I'm like, 
I'm ready to give this another go. And it really was never my intention. My intention was always to do a musical instead oh. for the Halloween choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it when you guys, because there's a Beetlejuice musical. Well, but it's the, we're not watching a musical though. Oh no, no, I know. I'm just, I'm just trying to link yeah. it. So you know, the the ones I was after were a bit more avant garde. I think, uh, you know, Rocky Horror maybe or a Little yeah, Shop yeah. of Horrors or things like that. But uh, this is going to be. So we are doing Beetlejuice next week. I'm excited to do it. It's funny you should yeah. say you didn't like it to start with because I didn't either. Um, but I'm a huge Michael Keaton fan, and I always wanted to like this movie. Yeah, I think it's one of those. And it's also Tim Burton, and I'm like, I don't really get Tim Burton. No, I don't really get Tim Burton either. So I'm a little bit torn because of the whole, yeah, Michael Keaton thing, really. So it'll be interesting to watch it because I haven't watched this for about. But like, it's got like Winona Ryder, Michael yeah. Keaton, Gina Davis, Alec Baldwin. Baldwin. Love Gina Davis. Uh, what's her name from um, Shit's Creek? Um, uh, Catherine O'Hare. Catherine O'Hare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Home Alone. So like, great, like a great cast. It is a great cast. Like, this, this, surely it's got. Yeah, the, I'm sitting here going. I'm. I'm it's bet got you, some iconic moments. I think I'm really gonna love the the the, the, the Michael Keaton scenes, especially. Uh, yeah. When I didn't really get him when I was younger. So <laughs> there's this one little um, bit I always remember where he goes, "Hey, we even shop at the same store." You know what I mean? It's showtime. <laughs> I don't know why I remember that, but I do. <laughs> Because Mokin was brilliant. If you ever watch, um, that will never qualify, but Night Shift. No, okay, I never heard of it. Um, it's Henry Winkler and Michael Keaton. It's a comedy. Well, they're, they're, they they work in a morgue, basically. Uh, but that's a comedy. Okay. Uh, and, and Henry Winkler, just fresh off leaving um, Happy Days, does this film. Okay. And they want him to play the Michael Keaton part. But he was like, no, I want to play the other part. And the Michael Keaton got that part. So that's more of a comedic role. We should watch it one day because I want to know if it holds up from what I remember as a oh, kid. I just want to watch Birdman again. That's my big thing. Oh, I love Birdman. Or so Spider-Man. Much. No way. Uh, sorry. Spider-Man Homecoming. He's great in that he's too. He's a great villain, but he's also a great oh. hero, isn't he? No, he's great. He, he, he can do everything. Everything. He can do everything. And the Flash movie coming out next year or whenever. Yeah. Or, or maybe maybe got to dust off the original Batman. Who knows? The best movie he's ever that'd been be, in. That'd be fun. Extreme ba- The measures. Batman is coming out March 4th. Yeah. Yeah, he plays a psychopath in that. Who is good in Mr. Mom as well? <laughs> Multiplicity. Yeah, was it mul- was it mul- <laughs> no, not multiplicity, but no, yeah, yeah. he's in that. Yeah. That's all. Oh, that's him in, like, The Kiss of Death, Andy McDowell. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Two films I've, we've read two films I've loved, and she's been in them, and I've been 12 times gone. Yeah, she sucks. How did she ever become an actress? <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. I'd laugh if Andy it was, was one of these people who started listening to our podcast. No, sorry, Andy. <laughs> sorry, Andy. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that. So, uh, if you like what you hear here at the BFE and you want to help support us, there's a few ways you can do it. First and foremost, tell someone about the pod. Let them know that you listen to us. Um, that's probably the first and be- easiest way and best way that makes us happiest because you know we we do look at our numbers and go, hey, we're doing well here. You uh, never said how many. Um, because I, you know, how I like to see these downloads go. Yeah, where are we at now? We said last week. Yeah, last week we hit thirty thousand. We we oh okay yeah yeah we all did the big yay. <laughs> we gave yeah. like two minutes to it. <laughs> I told somebody this week we're heading towards thirty thousand. No, we're already. Well, you can tell them. You can you can tell them now. We're there. Now we're there. We're like so far past well, that now. Celebrate just, with you. Just I wait till we get to forty thousand. Yeah, Liam Woo! will be surprised. Thinking we're not at thirty yet. 
and so there's that. Next up you can do is we got some merchandise, yo. So if you drop by we our do, link tree, do. which is uh, you can find on our Twitter handle. Probably the best way to go ahead and find it. Find it by our, our Twitter handle there. You can go ahead and grab yourself a BFE t-shirt. Let everybody know that you yeah. roll with the fledgling fandom with one of our cool shirts. And you can still get a t-shirt with Ellie's name on it. So name a t-shirt with yeah, Ellie's name found. on it. Yeah. Um, and then uh, one week, I keep waiting for Georgia to come back because she's in charge of our Patreon that we're like, <laughs> maybe she hasn't finished the work she's supposed to do and therefore is just like <laughs> pretending to be sick because yeah, she doesn't yeah, yeah, yeah. get her homework done. Maybe it's one of those things. The so, it. <laughs> there we go. So we'll see how that's going. Maybe Pip ate, ate the homework. <laughs> yeah. Pip ate the entire Patreon. Yeah. So, I mean, that's really all the good stuff we got coming up uh, as far as ways you can help support us and make, you know, help keep the lights on here at the Studio of Awesomeness. Mm-hmm. Uh, outside of that, we've got this week coming up. Well, we've got this, obviously. Uh, Friday, we're going to have, uh, we're going to do another fun size film coming your way. It's called High Maintenance. High Maintenance, available on YouTube. Ooh. It'll take you all of seven minutes to watch it. It's a real thinker, actually. I'll give you that one. Uh, definitely. It's, it's one that's very much worth we're watching, I think, by Philip Van is the name of the director. Saturday, Ethan, we've got yeah. um, we've got some 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 who. What do we have coming up on? Who do you think uh, you are? We have the series two finale of the Army of Ghosts and uh, not the Parting of the Ways, Doomsday. Yes, uh, Rose Tyler's final set of episodes before we Ooh. see a new companion. Billy Piper waits until the last yeah. episode she does to learn how to act. <laughs> yeah. she it's, it's a it's a fun it's a she's fun really good in that, in that though us. yeah she's, she is. she's really good in that episode um yeah so all those things coming up plus next week we're gonna do our halloween sort of special so that should be entertaining yeah, beetlejuice. Mm. beetlejuice 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 i don't even know how to spell that uh how you spell the, the movie yeah you spell the movie title uh beetle like like the insect juice like orange juice in the actual name of his character in the script, it's it's spelled a different way. Oh, uh, okay. So Juice yeah. is G-E-U-S-E, and I think Beetle is B-E-E-T-A-L. I could be wrong on that. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Which is Because it looks like Beetle Because Be- Beetlejuice is an existing like character in like myth- mythology and stuff like that. Oh, I believe. Oh, I believe. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. So please join us next week when we celebrate Halloween humbug if by <laughs> yeah. watching my choice, the winner, Ian, is always right, even if right now you're beating me in fantasy football. Yeah, you I are. am, baby. Woo! <laughs> 80 points a week, and you play me, and you're going to put up 150. Chase, <laughs> please join us next. And you're the one who told me to change my mind. I'm a nice guy. You are a nice guy. Please join us next week when we tackle with Georgia hopefully back. Come on, Georgia. <laughs> Maybe we're going to say George's name three times and she'll appear. Yeah. We'll do that next week, though. We so, for best film ever, I've been Ian. I've been Liam. And I've been Ethan. And well, you've been listening to this now for about two hours, and hopefully what that means you've enjoyed what you've heard today and that you haven't found that what we had here was a failure to communicate. We'll catch you on the flippity-flap. The flippity-flip-flop. <laughs>